This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everybody, Elon here. Hope everyone is doing well and is safe in these strange times that we're in. I just wanted to record this quick intro before throwing to the episode. So we've got an atypical episode for you guys. We did a draft with 10 of the patrons and myself. Uh, We'll get into all the details of that on the show. I just wanted to mention that this might be the kind of episode that you'd benefit more from watching the video of, just because you could then watch the draft in real time and see all the stats update and everything. So if you wanted to watch the video, you can check it out at keepingcarlson.com slash YouTube. Also, if you want to just look at the full results at any point for some reason, I didn't actually mention it on the show. So if you go to keepingcarlson.com slash draft results, that will take you to the results of the draft. And then also, if you go to keepingcarlson.com slash draft, then you can download the spreadsheet and play yourself and draft with your friends. Uh, So anyways, you could find all of those links in the show notes. So I just wanted to mention that at the top. And with that, I hope you enjoy this episode. And for more regular Keeping Carlson Fair, we're going to have an episode coming at you in just a couple days. We're going to be doing a short shifts with an analysis of players who did very differently in the first and second half of the season and try to figure out which was the real version of the player. So that'll be fun as well. Uh, But until then, enjoy this crazy draft episode that we did. And take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Carlson, Carlson, världens bästa Carlson, 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 hoj här kommer Carlson, 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 ingen faktiskt, ingen annan Carlson skulle jag så bra som mig. Carlson, Carlson, Carlson scores! Carlson, Carlson! The best fantasy hockey podcast in the world, hosted by two guys who own Eric Carlson in their keeper pools. I am your host, Elon Dubrovsky, and with me is a bunch of people, but of course, first and foremost, is my co-host and very good friend, Brian Calm. Hello, Elon. Hello, everybody. Yeah, we're joined by 11 of our closest friends, including Elon's very closest friend amongst that group. Uh, and I'm not counting me. We'll, uh, we'll introduce everyone in a minute. But we are here to play a game that Elon designed. We all need to play a little, you know, loosen up. So Elon designed this very brilliant game where we all know the outcome of the season, but everybody loves drafting. And we don't want to even think of the fact that we're being deprived of fantasy hockey. So we're going to do the funnest part of fantasy hockey, which is drafting, even though we already know how the season ended. Elon's going to do a much better job of explaining this than I am. But even though we already know how the season ended, everyone is trying to build the best Roto team in this 11-team snake draft. It's really going to be thrilling. We've run it once already. It was awesome. This is Elon's first time participating, though. We'll see how it goes. 
Yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. I think I'm going to do pretty well here. But yeah, so basically, we're going to do a draft. I'll explain everything in just a second. The brand, I guess we could introduce everyone maybe as they go to make their first picks of the draft. That's when we could also take the time to introduce people. So uh, yeah, we are presented, by the way, by DauberHockey.com, your top fantasy hockey website. The NHL is paused. Dauber Hockey is not paused. They're still releasing articles all the time. So if you want to stay up to speed and get ready for whenever hockey is going to start again, definitely check it out. But yeah, so here's the plan. We're doing a draft. There's 11 of us. We're going to each be drafting two centers, two left wing, two right wing, four defense, and two goalies. And we're doing roto scoring, which means we're going to have, it looks like, uh, 10 categories. And whoever is the top in a category gets 11 points for that category. Second place gets 10 points, all the way down to one point for last place in that category. The categories are goals, assists, points, power play points, shots on goal, hits, blocks, so seven skater categories, mostly offense, but then you got your hits and blocks. And then three goalie categories, wins, save percentage, and saves. Uh, we're saying for goalies, they have to have at least 25 games played this season. And like Brian said, we already know the stats. So the strategy comes into actually knowing how to draft and, you know, like what position should you take or what categories you should target. And as people are drafting, it'll be fun to hear maybe their reasoning. But Brian, I guess at this point, I'm a participant and you're the host. So let me hand this over to you. And I'm only going to speak moving forward unless spoken to. Wow. I, that's a challenge that you're laying down for yourself. We'll see if you can pull it off. So uh, we're just, I'll, I'll throw some names down quickly. We've got Matthew, Matthew. I think we're going to call Matt, Matt. Um, Matthew is Matthew and Matthew is Matt. We've got uh, 514 Dave. We've got Victor, Elon, Ryan, Davey Betts, the former Kakupful champion, Prince, Michael, Norm, and Dina, all here in this momentous live draft. This is all happening right before your eyes. We're having 60 second timer per picks. And as Elon mentioned, uh, you've got two centers, two left wings, two right wings, four D, two goalies. And it's a Roto-style league, quote-unquote. So our categories are goals, assists, points, power play points, shots, hits, blocks, wins, save percentage, and saves. And I'll just repeat for those not familiar with Roto, the higher you finish in one category, the more points you get for it. If you are the worst in a category, you get one measly point. And you add up all your points across each category to get a final Roto score. So... Are we ready to put Mathieu on the clock, Elon, or do you have something else to say? Uh, I think I'm ready to go. I, Brian, are we like giving participation trophies here, giving the last place one point just for, for showing up? Is this a millennial thing that we're doing? Well, I you want to give them zero and really <laughs> screw them over? I should have changed it. I should have made it zero instead of one. But uh, I, I will say also, Brian, I'll be curious to know how you do this, because obviously uh, the reason why the people listening might care, aside from wanting to know if I'm going to win, which, you know, spoiler, I probably will, uh, probably they'll want to hear, you know, your insights and stuff. So I, I, maybe you could pause the timer every once in a while to talk about a player. Obviously, there were some very interesting performances this season. So yeah, we'll probably stop down as we go. But again, Brian, all on you. <laughs> Yeah, well, when we ran this the first time, it was really surprising to see the comparative values between certain players who are just in other stratospheres regularly. But it's like, oh, my God, this guy, I'm not going to name names. I'm not blowing up anyone's draft yet. But this guy and this guy are like the same player, even though they'd go like 150 spots apart in drafts. And it was amazing some of the last and late round picks in our practice run for this. So we'll see how it all plays out with that. Let's bring Mathieu on the clock. He's got 60 seconds. He's had 30, 40 minutes, though, because he knew he was picking first. Mathieu, uh, why don't you unmute yourself and make your very first pick? 
Hey guys, thanks for having us. Uh, I am gonna channel uh, the short shift host for the last draft we did and take Alex Ovechkin as the first overall. All right, so Alex Ovechkin is off the board and uh, makes a whole lot of sense, right? He's got all those shots, all those goals. He's got hits too. He's on a wing position. So in a roto league, Ovechkin is like a no-doubter first overall pick, even at the ripe old age of 34. All right, next up, we've got Matthew. I'm going to let everybody come on the mic to make their very first picks, and then I will just announce them from here on in. So uh, Boston Matt, come on up. All right, Boston Matt, I'm ready to take a another Boston dweller too, and that's David Posternock. Okay, so we've got... Boston Matt going hard on goals, right? Goals and shots are Pasternak's oeuvre. So, uh, I mean, he doesn't offer a ton of distribution across the other categories, but if Matt wants to dominate a few of those and represent his hometown boys, there you go, David Pasternak. Next- no, Brian, I'm sorry. I guess I can't keep my promise <laughs> after all. I've got to disagree here. First of all, points is a category. So he's contributing to goals and points and shots on goal. He's well above average for shots on goal, plus power play points. He's one of the top in the league. So David Pasternak is covering all okay. across the board. So I'm going to share that we also have a set of projections. Oh, but they're from the start of the season, right? They're not based on what actually happened. So forget yeah. it. Uh, well, no, I, let's bring that up, though, is that we have this up to Brian's yeah. game. I prepared a spreadsheet for him using the great Dom Lucision's spreadsheet that he had at the start of the season, where, if you recall, Dom has this like, great draft tool where you can put in your league's categories and get the rankings. And so Brian has at his disposal where these players were ranked. So maybe when there's like a really surprising one, you could like point out, wow, this guy, Dom, had him ranked like fifth and ended up getting picked like a hundredth. Uh, but yeah, right. that, that's what you have available. Yeah, David Pasternak's a great pick. <laughs> it's weird because those are from our preseason rankings and we're drafting now based on so we'll be able to at least see how much a guy's perception has changed using that doc Pasternak ranked 10th there Ovechkin ranked first so uh so we're no no one's going too far off all right uh next up is 514 Dave all right I'm I'm sorry to see those two wingers go off the board so early but I'm gonna have to go with a guy that I have in my keeper league Leon Dreisaitl I can't resist those point totals I can't blame you. Leon Dreisaitl, uh, as it stands, the Art Ross Trophy winner with 110 <laughs> points in 71 games, 13 points ahead of his line mate, Connor McDavid, who played seven fewer games. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, McDavid could have caught him with another 11 games on the schedule, though it would have been hard. Leon Dreisaitl, the Art Ross was his to win this season. Uh, huge assists total, 67 assists led the league there. So that's going to help. 514 Dave out in that roto category. All right, Victor's turn with the fourth overall pick. So far, Ovechkin, Pasternak, and Dreisaitl are off the board. All right, guys. Well, I am going to take the first defenseman, and I'm going to take John Carlson. Okay. So, uh, I mean, there's definitely nothing to argue with about John Carlson going off the board. Uh, and even preseason on Dom's rankings, Carlson was the second ranked defenseman behind of course Brent Burns who stumbled hard so it'll be really interesting to see where Brent Burns ends up going in this draft because his uh, actual numbers were so far off from his predicted numbers but now John Carlson is off the board does that start a d-run we'll see it's Elon's first pick fifth overall are you disappointed Elon 
Uh, no, I guess I expected things to go this way. And in the end, I'm going to get a really good player that I don't think anyone's going to argue with me about. Uh, give me Nathan McKinnon, who uh, was awesome this season. Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, of course he was awesome. He's Nathan freaking McKinnon. 69 games, 93 points. There were like so many players on these insane. Uh, I'm just counting it up right now on, on crazy point paces. There were 18 players pacing at higher than point per game. There's actually probably one or two more that missed some time that just aren't at the top of this list. Um, Nathan McKinnon, one of them, huge assist totals, which is funny because he also has those huge shot totals, right? I think he led the league in shots with 318, and yet he did not lead the league in goals. He led it with assists. So that's a, a funny mix of assists and shots in Roto. I wonder if that's a, a va- going to be a valuable thing to have for Elon going forward. And the power play points. Elon is not going to help be able to help himself. Uh, Ryan is up. Hey. Hey, Ryan. I'm I'm picking sixth and I'm getting Connor McDavid. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It's amazing. I was was like, wait, hold on. Has McDavid been picked yet? (laughs) And then he wasn't. And that was incredible. And my face should tell you why I'm so excited. Um, Okay. So you okay, can't okay. even say that's happening because he missed time because he still. I was kind of hoping no one saw that. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, the second highest point total in the league behind I, only Drysidle, and I, his numbers in sixty-four games rival most people's or, or beat a lot of guys' numbers in seventy games. So the missed yeah. time. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I can't argue any of the first five. You know, like no way. But um, it's it's my like at any point in time, someone would have told me last off season that I'd be drafting at some point and I'd get McDavid sixth. So I'm going to take it. And it's your it. lucky day, Ryan. So really we have is. now four lucky of the day. six, four of the top six preseason projections are gone. I mentioned Brent Burns was another, uh, I'll, I'll name the other when they get drafted. Uh, perhaps it'll be Davey Betts reigning cup full ch- former cup full champion, Dave Betton stream scheme host is on the clock. Oh, uh, well, I'm going to get the shield back together. I'm going to go with the big dog, Roman Reigns Yossi. <laughs> okay. Oh. There you go. So by and large, the like comparable defenseman option to John Carlson, like those two were in a, a class of their own this year. Uh, Roman Yossi was ranked as the eighth top defenseman, according to our Roto categories going into this season behind uh, guys like Rasmus Dahlin and Jacob Truba, who weren't even close in the end. So way to go, uh, Roman Yosi, for exceeding everyone's expectations. And Dave, I think that's a, I think getting one of these 2D really sets up. So Davey Betts and uh, Victor each have a top end D off the board. All right, Prince, you're up with the eighth overall pick. I'll go with Nikita Kucherov. There it is. There's the bullseye. Prince landed the the only unnamed top six projected player going into the season. And uh, Kucherov had that really disappointing start. But holy cow, once he turned it on, uh, there were few who rivaled his scoring pace. He ended the year with 85 points in 68 games. I'm saying he ended the year because like, we just need to go based off of some assumption, right? That the season is over as we know it. If it starts again, uh, I'll overdub this entire draft to be using the proper turns of phrase. So uh, Nikita Kucherov off the board, 
again, a huge assist getter, 52 assists, uh, plenty of power play points to go around too. And uh, we're, uh, I'm curious to see who's left for these last three picks of the first round. Michael, you are on the clock. Elon, you're wrong. I just wanted to start my KK career off by saying that first and foremost. <laughs> That was a that was a bad call, but anyway, I'm going with Austin Matthews. Please and thank yous. Okay, so Austin, first off, Elon, response to being wrong. So I've just got a spreadsheet that I made where I have value over replacement calculated for each player based on their standard deviation for each category. Anyways, I don't, I don't want to be a nerd here. I'm just going to say that according to my spreadsheet, Michael, I did just fine. <laughs> but actually, McDavid would have ranked higher than McKinnon if he played as many games. I think it was the seven games missed uh, made the difference there. Is that what you think I should have done, Michael, taking McDavid? Uh, that wouldn't have been bad. Austin Matthews would have been a better pick too, but that's <laughs> Okay, so when, when we played this and I was drafting, I think I ended up finishing third. Uh, Austin Matthews, I believe, was my first pick. And I think it was from the nine or ten spot, too. So Austin Matthews, third in the league in goal scoring behind only Pasternak and Ovechkin. 290 shots put him uh, like fourth in the league in shot taking. Uh, so huge numbers from Austin Matthews. Like it's it's. I'm not going to pick apart anybody for their first round picks, but some huge one category value there uh, from in the goals category and like many categories, but that single category, Austin Matthew is head and shoulders above a lot of NHLers. Norm, Norm, Norm is the Sean Avery of, of this draft because after the practice run, we had to make a rule that we're calling the norm rule to prevent him from doing the same thing twice. So in our last, in our first run of this, Norm waited till the last two rounds to draft his goalies. And I can only remember that he drafted Chris Dreidger. Maybe Norm, when you come on, you can remind us of the other one. But we had no minimum games played for goalies. So we have remedied that. You need a minimum of 25 games played. Norm essentially punted uh, uh, the wins category and loaded up on save percentage and goals against average, which, by the way, we've done away with goals against average and put in save. So Norm has been doubly prevented from pulling that move again. And uh, Norm, who was the second goalie that you chose? Brian, that second goalie was uh, from the Anaheim Ducks. That was the great Anthony Stollars. <laughs> if anybody asked you what team Anthony Stollars was, was on this year, I'm I'm confident nobody would have named the Ducks. Philly Edmonton would have been my two thoughts, but not the Ducks. Uh, Norm, uh, but he was he was sensational in the in those minutes he played in Anaheim. So, uh, Norm, are, are you gonna stick with your boy Stollars in the first round here at tenth overall? Ooh, it's it's a tempting prospect there, Brian. But you know what? I'm going to go with uh, the third highest point getter on the season. Also on the wing, um, kind of surprised that he's still on the board, uh, Mr. Artemi Panarin. Yeah, huge breakout season from Artemi Panarin, who proved that he is not power play poison, as we uh, kind of jokingly, cheekily speculated. Don't say we. The... Don't say we. <laughs> you don't think that was? Well, it was me and Dom. Oh, okay. As long as it's clear that it wasn't me that uh, agreed with that in, in any way. <laughs> well, no, we were both like flummoxed. He'd never, he'd always had top power play production, but he never put up these high end power play numbers uh, between 17 and 21 power play points in his last three seasons going into this one. He had 24 power play points in just 69 games. So uh, he shattered his record even without playing as many games as the past few seasons. Uh, Artemi Panarin can produce on the power play. Uh, so good job, Norm, nabbing him on your team. 
And finally, it's uh, I finally get to introduce Elon's closest friend and co-parent of Cody. It's Dina. Hi, Dina. Hello. Oh. Hey. Thank you for okay. that lovely introduction. So, Dina, um, I don't know if you're aware, if if you've put it together, but because it's a snake draft and you're 11th, you're going to get two picks in a row. So I hope you have two players prepared. And Dina, by the way, is like participating. She, this is her second draft, but she's part of this experiment where um, we're seeing if somebody does not watch the amount of hockey or pl- has ever played fantasy before, can they still come in and win this thing just by being great at coming in and crunching the numbers? We found that the player names, like it's hard if you don't know what players are, are specialists in what categories. I have a vague sense, but Dina is out for blood this time after, after not getting her way the first time around. So Dina, um, show the people what you know and what you can do with just a knowledge of numbers. Who are your first two picks? Okay, no pressure here. Um, I didn't come to win. I came to exhibit like a solid, um, you know, middle of the pack performance. If I can, this is my uh, goal for today. And I hope I can deliver. Um, Number crunching is one thing, but uh, still looking for that extra something to really bring me to the very top. So I don't think I have it yet. But I do have my two picks. And Brian, I obviously know how snake drafts work. How dare you? I've been drafting Survivor winners since uh, 2012. So uh, please. It was really rude. It was patronizing and demeaning. And I'm sorry. Also, Brian, you didn't refer to Dina as star of the last patron cast from last week. We've getting we've been getting so many comments about how funny Dina was. She was a special guest on the recent show we did for the patrons. So for anyone who didn't listen to that, you should definitely check it out. It was it was a blast, and there's still people posting about all the crazy stuff, Brian. I, I won't do a if, swear word because I know you don't like. <laughs> that. There's a lot of crazy well, stuff Dina was saying on the let show. This, let, you're gonna want to know, Dina. Don't tell anyone, but you might be curious to know if Dina could travel back in time to any one moment in the history of the world, which one she would choose. Uh, you'll you'll be really interested to hear. And you can become a patron to do that, keepingcarlson.com slash patron. It's just a buck a month. Like it's uh, like just support us. You get the extra bonus episode. You get access to our live recordings. Uh, you get access to the Facebook group, uh, yada, yada, yada. All right, Dina, your first two picks. Okay, without further ado, uh, can I have Brady Katchik? Brady Kachuk. Thank you. And um, I would like to have Connor Hallibuck. Okay. So Dina has gone for goalie. So we'll see if that begins a run of any kind. Brady Kachuk, of course, huge hits and huge shots. And if you heard our, uh, our episode from last week, our hot takeoff, which I won, by the way, you would have heard my winning take about Brady Kachuk being a top 10 goal scorer next year. I think he's going to get 40 next year because he was also one of the top expected goal getters in the NHL last season. Unfortunately, that's not a category that we're playing with. So that won't help you, Dina. But his hits and his shots, it's so rare to get over 300 hits from a guy who also puts up points and fills every other category. So Kachuk and, of course, Hellebuck, uh, the best mix of win and save percentage that you can get on the draft board this year. So uh, we are now officially at the turn. I'm going to ask people to type their picks into the dock, and then I will announce them myself. So we're going to go to Norm is on the clock with 60 seconds. 
Uh, so this is the 13th overall pick, the second of 12 rounds. And so far we have, uh, let's see, we have one goalie drafted. We have two defensemen drafted, four centermen drafted, especially in a draft with only two center spots. I wonder if that's a little early. Of course, you've got guys like Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid and Nathan. Like you can't argue against really any of these guys. Um, so Norm is on the clock. He has 30 seconds left. We Elon, can't you can edit the doc, apparently. No, no. Oh, okay. By the way, Brian, why don't we just let people, they're on the call here. Why don't we just let them say their pick? Okay, sure. I thought that might uh, slow it down, but hey, we're all in this for the long haul. I think it'll be more interesting. Slowing it down. Yeah, everyone's been great so far. By the way, great first round. Everyone made their pick right away. Awesome. Let's keep it up. But yeah, I'm curious to hear uh, Norm's beautiful voice and hear his pick. Well, thank you, Elon. Um, I will say I was a very good pick with Howie Buck. I was very much considering him, but uh, I'll go with my backup pick, uh, Patrick Kane. We'll stick on the wing. Patrick Kane, the seventh ranked preseason player and the second ranked right wing preseason. Uh, of course, behind Nikita Kucherov, Patrick Kane, uh, multi categories. Like early rounds, I'm just going to, it's going to be very apparent why these guys are being drafted. Uh, They've got either really great goals or assists or both. They've got power play points. They've probably got some shots too. All right. Uh, Michael, you're up with your second pick. So all goalies are bad. And Dina took my Connor Heckabuck pick. So I'm going to go with Vasilevsky because they're not so bad in hindsight. Okay, that's right. So this is like the cheat code for drafting goalies where you just, uh, none of the voodoo. They can't screw you over because their numbers are already decided. So Andre Vasilevsky led the league in wins this year with 35 and had a 917 save percentage. Also 1,472 saves, which is good for top three. So I have the league leading win getter, uh, the top three saves, and to have a save percentage that isn't going to blow you up. You have to go way down the list and wins to find somebody with uh, with a better save percentage. It's not even by that much uh, than Andre Vasilevsky. All right. Uh, we've got, this is tricky for me. If you see you're on the board, you could just pop on. Prince, you're up. I'll go with a defenseman. I'll pick Chris Latang. Chris Latang, who had oh, a huge... I- Oh, and one more thing I wanted uh-huh. to mention. Is it safe to say that Dina's World War II comment is now considered a KK heritage moment? <laughs> I don't, Prince, I don't know what you're talking about. Only patrons do, or, <laughs> or soon-to-be patrons. So they're going to have to go to patreon.com slash Carlson to find out more. But yes, is also the answer. So Chris right. Lutting, the third defenseman off the board. Uh, it's not scary to pick him. Once you know how many games he plays in a season, there was a spell where he was injured, but he still got 61 games. So he missed uh, close to 10 games this season, but managed 44 points in those games uh, and like elite top end power play point numbers. Great shot totals too for a defenseman. So uh, Chris Letang, a solid third guy to go off the board. I'm deadly curious where he ranks on Elon's special doc to be ready for this. Uh, But uh, I won't get to know. Uh, Davey Betts, you're up. Maybe maybe he'll tell us once, uh, uh, once we get Took a rask. Okay. David, Dave, I appreciate hearing everybody's GM strategies here. Uh, you know, do you walk up? Do you give a little preamble? Or do you just walk up? I think that's the Brian Burke that David Betton just did. Uh, picking Tuka Rask, who is, uh, I don't know, 
Dave, he ranks okay. I guess he's got like that huge save percentage, right? He had a 929 this year. So we can see what direction Dave is going in. It's still 1,100 saves. So to put up, that is the best save percentage, uh, well, amongst most goalies in the NHL. I was going to say amongst anyone who've made more than 1,000 saves this year, but uh, it goes beyond that for Tuka Rask. Uh, we've got Ryan on the board with 20 seconds left to make his pick. He'll pop on when he's ready. Tuka Rask, by the way, who uh, was talking about retirement, and Elon in the Facebook group said, like, oh, what a shame to go out on top. I feel like this might be the right moment for Tuka Rask after such a great season because he had been uh, average at best the three or four Ryan. seasons prior. Uh, I'm going to go Marchand. Sorry, I didn't realize how late I was. Um, I was, I was uh, there. Okay, sorry. Ryan, yeah. you, you, you are allowed one apology, and you have just burned oh, through it. So there it goes. Ryan takes Brad Marchand. And uh, that's not really a very polite choice either, Brad Marchand, to, uh, to to come on and say, sorry, guys, I'm a, I'm a really nice person, but I'm going to take Brad Marchand, universally hated. Uh, Marchand, of course, 185 shots, 87 points, 59 assists, which is huge. Like these are all amongst the tops of his left wing category. Not a big hitter. Uh, some might say he runs from them instead and just goes other people into trying to hit him and you know brian's trying to roll you into missing your pick wait does the minute start when brian uh like you no. can't just say now oh yeah i have my pick. timer up i'm you talking with brian burke he was talking about brian burke and then i was like oh god <laughs> i'm Elon's, definitely i'm ready Elon to has pick. 10 seconds to make his pick the pick your time begins once the pick is made before you <laughs> But should I interrupt your conversation to make my pick to make sure I don't run out of time? I'm ready with my pick, by the way. I'm going to I'm gonna allow you within the 60 seconds of time to come in and make your pick. Uh, make your pick. Max Pacioretty. Why? Uh, because according to my spreadsheet. Okay, no. Like, I mean, if you take a look at what Patches did, he contributed. Uh, let me let me get some numbers up here for you. Patch are ready. Let's let's see here. So in, Elon in picking seven, a guy who knows nothing about thirty-two goals in seventy-one games, three hundred and seven shots. He contributed so across the board there. I guess nineteen power play points, not the worst, not the best. But then he also gives me ninety hits, so he's helping me there. So I'm hoping uh, maybe I did badly with my spreadsheet, and it'll turn out to have been a mistake. But uh, for now, also you know a left wing, so I like that. So uh, for all those reasons. I'm going with patches and maybe Brian, actually, before we do the next pick, do you think now might be a good time to thank uh, a sponsor for this week's episode? It's always a good time to thank a sponsor, Elon. Uh, and this week's sponsor is Roman. If you were to guess on average, how many days people in the U S have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? Would you say anything less than 29 days? Cause You'd be wrong. Americans have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. 29 days, too long to get that taken care of. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building this digital platform that could connect you with a doctor licensed in your state all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient. I mean, we're all in the comfort of our own home all the time right now. I, I hope you all are. So uh, you can do this from there. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. All you need to do is grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free 
two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan with Roman. There are also no commitments. You can cancel anytime. So uh, why don't you give it a shot? You don't have much to lose. And of course, with us, you get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. So if you're struggling with ED, go to getroman.com slash Carlson, spelled like Eric's last name, for that free online visit and free two-day shipping. Again, that's getroman.com slash Carlson. Yeah, like Roman's delivery speeds and getting back to you, that's like the people in this draft, right? <laughs> Just get right away, perfect response. I'm not like the people that are probably in a lot of uh, the listeners' drafts. We all know this person who just takes forever to make their pick. And it's like, dude, let's go already. Uh, Roman, they're going to get back to you really soon and get the products you need when you need them. So uh, great. And with that, Brian, uh, yeah, who's next here? Victor. Victor's up. All right. So I'm wondering if I have the same spreadsheet as Elon because he's picked the person that I was going to pick. So Hmm. I also am really surprised that there are three goalies off the board already. I really wanted heck of bucks. So good job, Dina, on that. Um, And I was kind of hoping for Vassy, but he's gone. So I'm going to take the third goalie on my board because he was ahead of Rask, and that is Carey Price. Okay, so going for saves, clearly. A mix of saves and wins is Victor's strategy here. He had uh, Carey Price 1,595 saves, second only to Mr. Hellebuck in Winnipeg, and four fewer wins than Hellebuck, uh, which isn't a big gap. But 13 save percentages, 13 save percentage points less than or fewer. Sorry, Victor, for all people, I need to get this right. Victor's very, do you want to say it yourself to make sure? Yeah, okay. I'm getting the <laughs> yes, thumbs fewer. up. Good job. Vic- Victor is our resident grammarian who makes sure we use the words fewer and less appropriately. So, Carrie Price, a uh, volume guy, both going into the season and after this season. All right, we are waiting on 514 Dave's pick. I'm going to go ahead and take DJ Mika Zibanejad. Five goals a game. Very nice. We are, we are. Oh, it's the magic word of the day. <laughs> Just was it, I'm, I'm trying to do a Pee Wee Herman impression. What was the sound, Brad? Do you remember the Pee Wee Herman word of the day? I don't remember the sound. Oh, okay. Well, it was just said by uh, Dave here. So great pick, of course, the bandage had the guy who ruined me in the quarterfinals, the cup full before they, ha- they I had to get eliminated before the season ended. And that five goal game was the worst. Also, if you recall last week, Brian, we had the hot takeoff and we said the winner of the hot takeoff would be able to do an ad or get a shout out on the next episode. And the winner was Mike Bogdan with his great uh, hot take that Quinn Hughes is going to win the Norris Trophy next year. No, he's going to like be the highest scoring defenseman. And he, uh, so we emailed him and said, all right, what do you want us to say? And he said, uh, firstly, I'd like to mention that in my own sick, twisted mind, I'm going to pretend that the Mika Zibanejad take is the one that won. So yeah, he also said that Zibanejad, I believe, is going to win the Rocket Richard, which was a pretty wild take, and we just didn't buy that one as much as the Quinn Hughes one. Uh, then he said, instead of an ad, he was wondering if we could quickly personally explain to Jake Booth, a.k.a. HAF Hockey, and Nick Sokolowski, a.k.a. Stan Kostecki, why Mika Zibanejad is elite and one of the upper-tier players in the league Brian, it's our job in this ad read, I guess, to make uh, Jake and Nick believers in Zabanajad. So go ahead and, and tell everyone why Zabanajad is so great and why Dave just made a really smart pick. It's not a very tall task to let our friends Jake and Nick understand exactly why, because Zabanajad is elite. First off, I don't even need to go to any fancy numbers. 
make us advantage out in his last 22 games this season. Guess how many goals he scored, Elon? Uh, like, I don't know, 5,000? <laughs> You're close. 23 goals. I mean, now it doesn't sound impressive anymore, but 23 goals in his last 22 games, eight of them coming on the power play on just 87 shots. So some people would look and say, oh, Mika Zubanej had 26.4 shooting percentage uh, to score 23 goals on 20 in 22 games. I say Mika Zibanejad, just that freaking good. Top 10 in total points per 60 at all strengths this season. And you look at his expected goals numbers too. They're super high. And come on, we, we're all talking about, oh, what's Panarin going to do for Zibanejad? Look at what Zibanejad did for Artemi Panarin, turning him in to a power play wizard single-handedly. Mika Zibanejad, fantastic goal getter and assister. Do you know how many goals he was on pace for, Elon, if we played the whole season? Like what, 60? A lot. Okay, a lot. 108 points. Honestly, I didn't yeah. actually do the math. I wasn't prepared to answer the question. Uh, 59 goals. We were going to have a 59 goal Mika Zibanejad if we got to see 82 games out of him. I can't wait to see him score 75 next year. Elite player. Jake and Stan, get used to it. All right? This is not a flash in the pan. Yeah, Jake and Nick. And Nick. Uh, you need to get with the program because Mika Zibanejad is great. And congrats again to Mikey B, Mike Bogdan, for winning the hot takeoff. But okay, with that, Brian, I think we're good to go for the rest of the draft with, without any more fun interruptions. Okay, uh, we've got Matthew on the board. Boston Matt. All right, thanks, Brian. And you know, I'd like to apologize for not getting up to meet with you last time you came to Boston here. I'm, I was sick, uh, and I'd love to invite you to hang out Anytime you do come back to Boston, someone oh, who I don't want to invite back to Boston is my next pick in Jordan Bennington. Oh, the game seven Bruins destroyed does to the Bruins what the Bruins do to the Leafs. Beat them in seven game series. Uh, Jordan Bennington. I, you know, I was actually really curious to see how this went because we had Vasilevsky and Halibut off the board early, which is, you know, they're pretty much a cut above based on their mix of save, save percentage and wins. And then Tuka Rask, was like the best option with a one super elite number. And then I was wondering if we were going to wait a while to see the next goalies taken. However, Jordan Binnington goes after Carey Price is the fifth goalie taken. Binnington, not the season we were dreaming of, right? Uh, just a tad above the NHL average save percentage at 912, but unreliable, surprisingly, and was giving up starts to Jake Allen, who does not qualify to be drafted as he only appeared in 24 games, uh, much to the chagrin of Norm, I'm sure. So Jordan Binton is off the board as the fifth goalie, and we are back at the start of our snake. So Mathieu had the first pick overall. He now has the twen- uh, 22nd and 23rd overall picks. Mathieu, are you ready? All right, so uh, for my second pick, I'm going to take the center in Buffalo, Jack Eichel. Okay, so Mathieu takes Jack Eichel at the end of the second round. Are you ready with your first pick of the third round yet? Uh, yeah, I'm going to... Uh, Actually, while you think about it, Matthew, yeah. uh, let's mention, Brian, now the spreadsheet, which has updated dynamically. So we've, we're done two rounds. Oh, right. I don't know if it's like really fair because like, for example, Dina took Connor Hellebuck and, you know, no, you know, and everyone who's taken a goalie probably hasn't gotten as many points as they could have gotten from taking skaters. That will come into effect like later on once everyone's forced to take their two goalies. So for whatever it's worth right now, uh, Dave H is in the lead with Dryside Owens Abanajad. So we'll see how long that lasts. 
followed by Elon. It's number two. And Matsu, even before he gets his extra pick here, he sits in third. Yeah, but I don't trust it just because everyone who has a goalie is like last. Like, right. those are and the if last you have a, And if you have a center, you're probably first. Like, if 514 Dave has two centermen uh, in Drysidal and Zabanejad, or where do we have a Drysidal position for this? At center. Sadly. Okay. So, yeah, so he does have two centermen already. So, yeah, I feel like the faster you draft centermen, the more friendly these dynamic rankings are going to be to you. And the faster you draft defensemen and goalies, the unfriendlier they'll be. Uh, yeah. Right now, Matsu has one left winger, Ovechkin, and one center, Eichel. Who's your who's your third piece, Matsu? I'm going to go with my second left winger, uh, Kyle Connor. Okay, Kyle Connor. Uh, this is where I'm turning to our preseason projections just to find exactly where Kyle Connor is. Uh, not Connor McDavid, not Connor Hellebuck, Kyle Connor, the third player with Connor in his name to be drafted. Both with all of them have uh, the double N also. Uh, Kyle Connor ranks the 34th left winger and the 173rd overall player according to his projected values, which of course uh, fell far below what he actually managed to do this season. Kyle Connor was deadly this season with 38 goals in 71 games, almost as many assists, huge number of shots to 239 shots. He's someone who uh, I'm very interested to, uh, to dig in uh, to his numbers a little bit this off season to see exactly if he deserved everything he got. But I can tell you from a cursory glance uh, he kind of deserved it. He was a really strong player this year, and he had a, about 80 seconds more per night at five on five than he did in the previous year. And everything under the hood looks uh, pretty sustainable. So mm-hmm. Kyle Connor, likely not a flash in the pen. Mathieu, good pick for now. Good pick for next year. And Brian, great analysis there. Just a heads up that if you keep on giving us these great analyses, <laughs> where you, this might be a four or five hour show. So okay. just keep that in mind. <laughs> okay, I will try and keep, uh, I'll keep it to 10 seconds unless I have more to say. Uh, Boston Matt, Pasternak, Bennington, and? And Freddie Anderson. Okay, so we've got Boston Matt going with two goalies in his first three picks. He has the third and fourth most winningest goalies in the league in Bennington and Anderson. He has two top five-ish or like just outside the top five goalies in total saves. So he's got saves. He's got wins where he will be league average as save percentage, which we'll see depending on what his opponents choose might be good enough for like five roto points or might be good enough for like one or two. So we'll see where Matt Boston Matt ends up there. Five one four Dave, the leader after two rounds, adding to his team of Drysaddle and Zabanejad. It's nice to be in the lead for a total of I think one pick. I'll go ahead and take Jacob Markstrom. Another goalie. I, I, I'm uh, I'm taking it back. So we have uh, let's see, we have one, two, three, four teams left without a goalie. And I'm very curious to see how many teams we have left without a goalie at the end of three rounds. Markstrom, of course, was a great sort of sneaky pick at the start of the year and uh, is no longer sneaky. He had a fantastic season, 918 save percentage, 23 wins, missed time due to injury, and Demko, not a threat to Jacob Markstrom. We'll see where he lands right next season. Victor is up with Carlson and Price already on his squad. All right, so this might be a little bit... uh 
an interesting strategy, but um, according to my value over replacement, I'm going to go ahead and go with another defenseman. And this is a guy that I was really wrong about this season because I just didn't think he was going to be that great, but he held on to the top power play role in Winnipeg and really did great. Um, so I'm going to take Neil Pionk. 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 Uh, Neil Pionk is off the board. And Elon, I, I can feel you grimacing from here. I know he was high on your list. I don't know if you want to share how high he was. And I also am curious to know how long you were hoping he'd last before you got a chance to snag him. Are yeah, you prepared to, to share with us now? Sure. Yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting anyone to research like Victor has. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised that <laughs> Neil Pionk was the next highest on my spreadsheet in terms of uh, fantasy, like, I guess, expected category coverage for all of the defensemen left. And so, yeah, I think that was a good pick. I would have thought maybe I could have gone with someone else this round and still gotten Pionk next round. But uh, I guess not. But that's OK, because I've got another really awesome pick coming, Brian. Sure. Just before you do, just to color in the lines here, Pionk like was amongst the league leaders amongst defensemen and power play points with 25 in 68 games. Uh, that's just a few shy of Tori Krug, who was leading the league in that category, 177 shots, healthy hits, 165. So Pionk was someone who did it all. When you're looking at defense, if you can just nail those assist and power play point categories and then get one of those peripherals too, hits and blocks, you're golden, which what which is what makes Neil Pionk so valuable in Roto. Elon, are you going to pick another defenseman? No, I am not. First of all, Brian, uh, I know we've been corrected a lot. Apparently, like, it makes a difference to people if you say Pionk or Pionk. You have to, like, really emphasize the P, number one. So, uh, anyway, yeah, I was surprised. It'll be interesting to see if we think he's going to do it next year. Kind of feel like he will, because, you know, we thought Josh Morrissey was going to be, you know, someone that was going to take the power play instead of him, but didn't happen. I don't see why it would change. Anyways, my pick is already in. Blake Wheeler looks to me like I'm getting great value over replacement for right wing. So I wanted to grab Wheeler here before I'd have to take a big drop to the next best right winger this season. Uh, Blake Wheeler off the board. Uh, And he's someone, of course, who has great category coverage, Uh, just like a solid guy across the board. Um, I'm trying to figure out. uh, Yeah, like it wasn't his best season. 65 points in 71 games, 180 shots, over 100 hits, though, is what makes Blake Wheeler more valuable than a couple other wingers who might have been in the same point sphere. That puts Ryan on the board. Ryan, you're up. Um, I guess I'll jump in this goalie nonsense because Boston Matt took the Stanley Cup winning goalie of the St. Louis Blues from me. <laughs> um I'll I'll do I'll take um sorry, I'll take Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop is off the board and we're gonna speed it up. So I'm not gonna talk about everyone. Davy Betts, you're gonna unmute yourself Ooh. when you're ready to go. I got sniped. I got sniped. Uh <laughs> well, you got 40 seconds. I'll go with uh Kata Hot. Carter Hart, who looks very much like a starter Hart after this season. Uh, what a fantastic, definitely the better of the two goalies named Carter this year. There's no doubt about that. 914 save percentage, 24 wins, even though he uh, played a lot fewer games, or not a lot, but fewer games than a lot of the other goalies in the top of the wins table. So Carter Hart, uh, with a fantastic season, and the way Philly was playing could be some fantastic value next season in fantasy drafts, especially if his late season surge is forgotten. Uh, Okay, next up is Prince. I will go with Evander King. 
Evander Kane, uh, big shots, big hits. Okay, points. Tough year in in San Jose this year for a lot of scorers. Uh, Michael, who's next? Yeah, first I want to chirp Boston Matt for his pick of his arch enemy. I hope everyone rips on you back home. I'm going to take Mark Andre Fleury. Well, that's mean spirited. <laughs> he's, like, he's just having fun. He's just talking. What else are we here for, man? I'm, here <laughs> yeah, to, I'm not here to make any friends. <laughs> I'm not here to. Michael's not here to make friends. The, he's the best reality show contestant. Mark Andre Fleury is off the board, and it's Norm's pick. Uh, I do want to say Mark Andre Fleury might be the best guy in hockey for so for no other reason. I respect that pick right there. Uh, personally, I'm going to go with the guy who was uh, had me a lot really worried kind of at points. Um, the season really started slowing down, but definitely at the point totals. Uh, let's go with Jonathan Huberdeau. Jonathan Huberdeau, who, uh, you know, continues to produce, even though we're like, he's uh, he goes with Barkov, but it's almost starting to make it look like maybe Barkov goes with Huberdeau. 78 points, 69 games. Huge power play numbers, 29 power play points. And with that, we are at the turn. Dina is going to end round three and begin round four with two back-to-back picks. She has Kachuk and Hellebuck. Is she going to end uh, pick another rhyming name? Thanks, Brian. Um, I would like to have Braden Point. Okay, so Braden Point with your first pick at the turn. And uh, who's your second? I will take John Carlson. He's unfortunately already been taken. Oh, sorry. Okay. In the first um, round. My bad, my bad. Uh, Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton, even though he played just 47 games, still finishes with 40 points, 170 shots, 12 power play points, like excellent 47 game numbers. I worry that, uh, you know, he, he's got some catching up to do with the other 20 games that he didn't get to play this season. But uh, if we were to do this on a pace value, that would be fantastic. Norm, go ahead. Brian, I'm going to go with the ever delicious uh, Petrangelo. Alex Petrangelo, another defenseman going to Norm. Michael's up. I will take Patrick Line, Thank you. Patrick Line going in the fourth round. Just trying to figure out why he fell that far. And then we'll get to uh, Prince's pick. You sounded very, uh, very proud of that pick, Michael. Patrick Lyon, you should be. I'm very proud of that pick. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, 226 shots, 97 hits. Like, that's that's pretty good numbers for a forward. That's uh, triple or quadruple what some other uh, similarly scoring forwards put together. And uh, this might be... Here's my hot take. This is the last season ever where Patrick Laine has more assists than points. All right. Prince is up. Okay. Um, I still believe in this guy despite the abysmal season that we had, but I am going to go with Gibby, John Gibson. Okay. Here's Prince's homer pick. Prince is our resident Ducksman. He's wearing a Cam Fowler shirt, it looks like. So uh, <laughs> this is uh, wow. Gibson had a really bad season. Okay. He made a lot of saves. That's great. Over 1,400, but the wins just 20. Save percentage 904. Uh, Davey Betts is up. Tori Krug. Huge power play point getter from the blue line. Tori Krug, I mentioned before, he led all defensemen with 28 power play points. 
And uh, a lot of those were assists. So those are two places where he's going to help Dave a lot. Ryan is up with his fourth round pick. Ryan has McDavid, Marshawn, and Bishop already on his roster. Hey, y'all. This is a tough one. I think uh, that this is really tough. Um, I think I'm going to go JT Miller, please. Okay. JT Miller, let's just see. What position do we have him? Because I believe he was triple eligible in some format. So he's a left winger here and just solid across the board. Oh, one of those players who was over a point per game uh, was really able to flourish in Vancouver alongside Elias Pettersson. He really, yeah, he his 123 hits really sold me. I was going for another forward, but his 123 hits really... Um, really, really put him over for me in this yeah, format. Super, that is. super solid for a 72-point guy. Like, if you break 100 hits and you have 60 or more points, you're in great territory. Uh, more points and more hits uh, than yeah. that for JT Miller. Elon, you are up. You have a team of McKinnon, Pacioretty, Wheeler, and now you have Victor Hedman. You want to tell us more about why you drafted him? Uh, I just think of the defenseman left. I have an, one other one that's close to him. And then I think there's quite a big drop for the season. So I'm glad to get Hedman when I can. Brian, also, I just wanted to clarify. You said something about Patrick Laine, but you think he's going to get, this will be the only season ever where he, you said more assists than points, but I, I assume you mean more assists than goals. Oh yeah. Sorry. Way to, way to give a hot take that I blow the wording on it. Yeah. He had seven I wanted to understand what you're saying. Goal. Yeah. Yeah, so this will be the last time in his career that that happens. Interesting. Okay, and yeah, by the way, JT Miller was a really good pick. I think he was the guy who I th- would have picked if so. I got sniped there, unfortunately, but good job, Ryan. Victor. All right, so I was actually thinking of doing a crazy thing and picking my third D-man, but Elon took him, so I don't have to worry about that. I'm going to take um, the older Kachuk brother. I'm going to take Matthew. Okay, so Matthew goes after Brady. Who Who's your preferred Kachuk brother, Victor? Well, I think Matthew's a punk, so I, I guess I'll go with Brady. <laughs> okay, he's the one you hate the least, which I think is how most people who aren't Flames or Sens fans choose their favorite Kachuk brother. 514 Dave is on the board. Two centers and a goalie. Dry saddles, Zibanejad, and Markstrom. And now? Time to take a defenseman. I'll take Brent Burns. Okay, so Brent Burns, preseason, fantastic, fantastic guy at a lot of draft tables. We all thought he was still a first-round pick. Uh, He was not. He was ranked third overall on Roto Value, uh, according to Dom's sheet going into the season. No shade, Dom, of course. This is a fantastic sheet. Uh, But, yeah, Boston Matt, which uh, which Boston trader are you going to add to your team next? Sure. I'm going to grab Andrei Svechnikov. Okay, Andrei Svechnikov no. is off the board. We have a no. Who was that? Was that Davy Betts? No, it's me. Oh, that was Matthew. Matthew has the next pick. Why are you so disappointed? He sniped me. Oh, well, I mean, there's 183 shots, 116 hits, 61 points, uh, and 20 power play points for Svechnikov, who finally got up to the top unit, as we'd hoped, where he could really show his stuff. I read this really fun article that said people are guarding him against lacrosse-style goals ever since he scored his second of the season. Like, they're actively preventing him from scoring that way, which seems like good strategy. Uh, Okay, we're at the turn. So, Matthew, you're going to make your first pick, then I'm going to recap the standings, and uh, then you're going to make your second pick. So, close out round four. 
All right, I'm going to go Homer pick uh, with the uh, – I got him in it. Uh, my man crush, Shea Weber. Okay, so Shea Weber is on Matthew's team. And with that, the draft document is automatically dynamically updating. And I can tell you that our leader at the moment is Elon, who is currently in first. Matthew is second. And Norm is third. Should I mention? I'm going to mention who's last right now. Should I, should I? Or is that mean? You can. But again, Brian, like all the people who you just said don't have a goalie yet. So I really think that the, uh, you know, there should be like who's in first of the people who have at least one goalie. I think that's like the the interesting thing to find out. Of the people who have. Oh, well, that's going to take a moment. So Matthew, why don't I think you- it's uh, I think it's Dave H. He has one goalie, and he's in fourth overall. And I think he's first for people who who uh, have at least a goalie. So he has Markstrom, Drysaddle, Zibanejad, Burns. So he was first after two rounds, and he's first of the non-goalie guys after four rounds, for whatever that's worth. I'm hanging on. <laughs> All right. Matthew's pick. All right. Give me uh, Mackenzie Blackwood. Okay. Why? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> uh No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matthew declines, but I can't. <laughs> uh, no, but not a bad pick. Like he he finished with an above average save percentage, terrible start, stronger finish, and of course was a huge volume starter when Corey Schneider was just not NHL capable this year. Um, Matthew Boston Matt is up. He's got a couple right wings, a couple goalies, so he's going to have to go for a center, left winger, defenseman. All right, I'm going to grab another nemesis uh, for the Boston Bruins, and that's Evgeny Malkin. Uh, nemesis for pretty much anyone who's not in Pittsburgh. Terrorizing lineups and fantasy lineups when he's healthy. Uh, this year was a reasonably healthy. Uh, he oh, missed time at the start. He missed time at the start, but then after that, he was awesome, and he stayed healthy even when everyone else on Pittsburgh was dying. Yeah, exactly. So he had 55 games played, but uh, he was here from like a good stretch. So that's always helpful for Malkin. And even with those 55 games, he was one of the top point getters. He had 74 points in 55 games. In fact, that gives him one of the best point paces in the NHL this year, 24 power play points. So like a power play point almost every other game for Malkin. 5-1-4, Dave? I will take Robin Leonard. All right. One of my favorite fantasy owns this season was Robin Liner because he was starting every other game and he was crushing it up until we got to just before the trade deadline. I was like, oh, I can barely hang on to this guy. I would have loved to know what he or maybe I still will know, but I would love to see what he could do as a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, Do you want to offer a little more context on that 514, Dave? trying to uh, keep an eye on some of the, the goalies left with some decent save totals and a decent save percentage. Not a lot left, and, and Leonard stood out. Okay. Victor, you're up. I was actually thinking of going with Leonard uh, just to lock down the goalie categories, but that was a good pick. I don't have any centers or right wing, so I'm going to go with Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson uh, is going to just like bring you way up in hits. Uh, we can see this dynamically updating. You are the leader in hits by a long shot now. Of course, you already had Matthew Kachuk and Neil Pionk and John Carlson. So you've got a heavy hitting team. We'll see if anyone can catch you. Elon, will it be you? Where do you sit in hits right now? You're uh, you're in the middle. 
Yeah, I guess I took Pacioretty and Wheeler to try to get some hits with my also elite scores. But yeah, uh, you're mid top actually. You've got eight points in hits so far out of a possible eleven. I'm definitely not going to be increasing my hits now. I guess I'm kind of getting worried about this goalie run. Maybe it was dumb to wait so long. I have one of every position, but not a goalie. And it looks like I'm going with, I don't even think he's that good, but David Riddick, I think, is the best guy available. He played a decent amount, won some games. His save percentage isn't too terrible. So yeah, I'll go Riddick. Yeah, really like middle of the road sort of pick with David Riddick, who is a very frustrating own. But if you already know, like sort of like Carey Price, if you already know exactly what happened this season, uh, it's not as scary to draft him onto your team. Elon waited. Uh, that's a, the 12th or 13th goalie to be taken. So we'll see if that comes back to bite you. Ryan has one goalie already. Where is he going to go? He also has McDavid, Marchand, and JT Miller. Super strong in assist points and power play points right now. Uh, hey, guys. Um, I want to shout out Michael Heyman, Jonathan, for that uh, St. Louis call-out. Um, <clears throat> or the, the, the Boston call-out. Uh, I think that I'm going to take someone that I don't own anywhere this year, or did own at some point. Uh, I'm going to go with D'Angelo. Same amount of points, um, but a little bit more hits than Quinn Hughes. And I need a defenseman. So, yeah. There you have it. Tony D'Angelo off the board. 19 power play points in 68 games. Uh, fantastic numbers from someone who broke through. We talked about it before how I uh, don't think it's going to repeat. But it doesn't matter for you because uh, we already know what he did in 2019-20. Right. Davy Betts, and then we're going to go straight to you, Prince, and then straight to you, Michael. Let's roll off three picks here. All right, I'll go, I believe, right wing David Perron. You believe, correct? We all believe. We believe in David Perron's right wingerhood. And Prince, who are you going with? I will go with Patrice Bergeron. Patrice Bergeron, still on the board. He he feels like someone who should have been gone a while ago. Uh, one of the few 200-plus shot guys available. Add in 20 power play points. And he was mostly healthy this year. He missed some time, but still got 61 games in. Uh, and then finally, we've got Michael's pick. Dave, Nighthawk, you're a, you're a, you're a snake. That was my guy. I'm going to take Mike Hoffman, please. Okay, Mike Hoffman is Michael continues to pull out the reality TV tropes is, is what I think I've tuned into. Pulling a Susan from Survivor Season 1, the only Survivor Season I can comfortably reference. All right, we've got Norm and then two turns for Dina. Dina, you can make your first um, right after Norm, and then we'll see if anything interesting has happened in the standings. And did you just oh, call Sue Hawk Susan? No yeah. one called her that. It was Sue. Oh, well, there you go. I can't even reference season one of Survivor. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, Norm, but just I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I understand. So, um, yeah, let's go with... I don't have any centers there, so uh, we're going to go with the uh, guy whose name means idiot in Japanese. Well, it's Sebastian Aho. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, Aho is an uh, idiot in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so, wow. I'm... There's a joke to be made here. I'm not finding it. I'll maybe I'll think of it in time for our next episode. Dina is up. Hi. Okay. Um, can I please have Victor Hedman? 
You can't, sadly. I can't. Because Elon, Elon took him. Okay. Sorry, I've been, I'm, uh, okay. I'm about to phone along. I'm just doing my little calculations. Uh, do we have still Ryan Graves available? Ryan Graves is available. And Dina doing a, like, not, it's not a deep dive to go for Ryan Graves. This is probably the most interesting pick of the draft so far. Uh, huge. He has a 262 combined hits and blocked shots along with the 25 points and 134 shots on goal. So Graves is a great peripherals booster, which I just want to see, Dina, before you make your next pick, where you stand in the peripheral categories right now. Uh, you are leading the way in blocks, and you are second in hits. So Dina is banging, and we are five rounds in. We'll see if you hold either of those categories all the way through to the end. Uh, now we're kicking off round six and we're going to start doing batches of three to five picks at a time. So Norm, Michael, Prince, Davey, Beth, be ready with your next picks. And Brian, I still have my first one. For After Dina. Yes. yes. Okay. Is Raiden Point still available? He's actually on your team. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another heritage moment oh my god <laughs> i really like by the way that dina has kachuk and hella buck who rhymed she has brady and brayden who go together too i feel like i could tie something between all there's something very cohesive about dina's team uh not that it will help in any way shape or form but i'm glad to provide some aesthetic appeal if nothing else <laughs> Um, okay, can I please have, is Matthew Kachuk still there? He's not. He's not. Do you, do you, you know, do you not like off camera, do you know, you can see it in each tab. I don't know if you're I on the know, I know, okay. I know. I just, I have my other tabs. There's way too many tabs. <laughs> I mean, this is the experience of being in a fantasy hockey draft. It, it's a skill that like, like you have to you have to develop and grow, especially if the names aren't being just automatically ticked off. Back in the days of manual drafting, Elon, I'm sure you remember. It was like this is a, a common place habit for people to select the oh, same yeah. players two or three times. So we're just okay. uh, we're just reliving the old days, feeling okay. nostalgic. Okay, okay, I I apologize for for not uh, following along closely enough as a as a new age player. But, uh, okay, I think P.K. Subban, is he still around? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, so uh, yeah, he is. he is. still around, yeah. Okay, thank he, you. So, Dina, can you just tell is me what you liked Lindsay about P.K. Subban? Um, well, in each category, I identified the players that had the highest, um, like, very – like outliers in terms of their points in each category and yeah. And highlighted them. Okay. So Subban was like not a good season for him in points, but he was a near a hundred. He had nearly a hundred each hits and blocks and very good shot numbers. 151, which of the remaining defensemen uh, probably put some top five as I eyeball it. Uh, so, so is the hate on the chat telling me that like that was a really bad pick? <laughs> we have a lot of offers in the chat right now for Dina to do that one over. Uh, but I think Dina's too proud. I think I, I'm I not mean, too proud. Definitely not in <laughs> hockey. But 
Is it really that bad? Jeez. Here's the thing. It's really bad only because P.K. Subban was someone who we had like huge hopes for at the start of the season and he met none of them. And like most people who drafted him ended up like he ended up on being on like three or four different people's teams in a given league. Cause it was like, okay, now now's the time he's going to step up. He's going to step up for me. So not only did he suck, but people believed in him too long. Uh, so he got to burn three or four different owners in each league. Meanwhile, going into the season ranked 36th overall on Dom's spreadsheet, according to our categories for Roto. So start of the season would be a great pick. Now that we know what happened, Okay, I'll, let me go then with Shea Theodore. Okay, we've got Shea Theodore off the board, which is like a more like obviously defensible pick. Shea Theodore is the shots leader amongst defensemen remaining, uh, one of the top power play point getters too remaining. Uh, doesn't have the hits or blocks that P.K. Subban does, but also has 30 more points than P.K. Subban does. So, Dina, I think you did okay. If you want Subban, he might be available in, like, six rounds. Uh, well, people are really praising my pick as compared to P.K. Subban, so I don't think I'm going to go back to him, but thank you all for uh, indulging me. You went from, like, one of the most disappointing defensemen this season to one of the most exciting breakout defensemen this season. So uh, it's, it, it was a fun swing. Okay. An emotional roller coaster. <laughs> Norm, Michael, Prince, Dave, and Ryan. You can all just rhyme off your picks one after another. All right, Brian, I'm ready. Let's go with uh, Mark Shifley. Shifley joins Norm's team. Michael? I can't believe Pedersen had 63 hits this year. I will take Aliash Pedersen, please. Okay, 63 hits in 68 games, almost a, a, a hit per game, just below his point pace, 66 points in 68 games. Prince? So Michael took Pedersen. I'll take Stammer, Steve Stamkos. Steve Stamkos is gonzo. Um, just trying to see where he ranked near Pedersen. I mean, very similar numbers. He played less than Pedersen because he missed some time with injury. He played 11 fewer games than Pedersen, but put up very similar numbers. It was a really nice season for Stamkos. Davey Betts, Ryan, Elon, Victor, 514, Dave are all in line. Kale McCarr. All right. So Kale McCarr, a huge defensive point getter. Not a lot of shots, just a couple per game. Um, Not a ton of power play points. I mean, 19 is really good, actually, in 50, because he was injured a lot, as any uh, McCarr versus Hughes argument will uh, uncover for anybody who's unfortunate enough to witness one. So we have McCarr gone. Ryan? Uh, Is Mitch Marner taken? I'm sorry to name drop. No, Mitch Meyer yeah, right? is out there. And I think right? he's probably out there because he missed uh, he missed some time, but he still managed 66, 67 points in 59 right. games. 51 yeah. assists puts him amongst the best in the league in that category, too. I'll take Marner here because what the F. Oh, I hope so. I just gave his little rundown, Ryan. There's <laughs> no going back once I give the rundown. Uh, yeah, double stamp, double stamp. All right, thanks. Elon, Victor, Dave, 5 on 4, Boston, Matt, okay. and Mathieu. I guess we all know. So maybe like moving forward, we could all just be ready to jump on with our pick after the last one. Uh, I'm going to go with Oscar Clefbaum. Give me uh, my second defenseman. That's my favorite. Oscar Clefbaum finally proved his worth to everyone. The Rudolph of the NHL. I mean, like the reindeer 
Victor, you're up. All right. I'm just going to go ahead and lock down my goalie categories and take the best goalie in Colorado this year, Pavel Francouz. Yeah. Who knew, right? Uh, I remember, like, earlier in the season, it was like, oh, is Francouz going to push Grubauer? And I was like, come on. Like, Grubauer just arrived. And uh, Francouz also just arrived. So we'll see where that goes when hockey picks up again. Next pick. I will take Jonathan Marchessault. Jonathan Marchessault off the board, who we sort of decided was a, like, someone who had settled into what is a disappointing 60-ish point pace instead of the 70-point guy we hoped he could be. Boston Matt's pick. All right. I'm going to grab what I think is my first defenseman in Darnell Nurse. Darnell Nurse. Okay, great category filler. So that's Boston Matt's first defenseman. He's the last. Nope, there's still one team out there without a defenseman. There are two teams with three. Dave and Dina each have three, and Michael has zero. Matt's your last pick of round six. All right. Give me uh, Mark Stone. Okay, Mark Stone. If this was a takeaways league, you'd be really rolling. So we're just going to. Uh, it, let, let me just see. Everybody except Norm, a oh, classic, has a goalie so far. So, uh, Matthew, you are presently first ranked team. You're tied with Elon for first ranked. And then Norm is, well, he's third, but he doesn't have a goalie. Then it's Ryan, who is officially fourth. Uh, so, it, but it's tight. There's a lot of tight. There's like, we have three tied positions right now. So uh, let's keep it going. Matthew, Matthew, and 514 Dave. Uh, I'll take Quinn Hughes. Okay, Matt, Boston Matt. Jeff Petrie. And feel free, uh, if it's your pick, to just jump on. My throat is starting to die. I, yeah. will, I will jump in, and I will take Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall is going to fall down a lot of draft lists because of all those games he missed uh, waiting to be traded. Just a note for next season. Okay, Victor, Elon, Ryan are all going to pick before you hear my voice again. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, there was a couple in a row there that I was going to take. So. Okay, then I'll talk instead. Uh, so Petrie, of course, gives you the category coverage going to Boston Matt. Um, really great category coverage. And then Quinn Hughes, um, he was someone that I picked later on in our practice draft. Uh, 45 assists, which is huge, but even which is huge, but even fewer shots than Kel McCarry, even though he played more games with 25 power play points. So you're, you know, you're at the point where you're going to be trading off one thing for another. And it's time to start looking at where exactly you want to focus your, your category picks. You know, you can see where you're behind, see where you're ahead and decide to either strengthen where you're already ahead or try and pull up some of the categories where you're behind. That's where strategy really comes into play with this kind of fun game we have. Victor, you're up. All right. Well, Wait, sorry. Before you pick, yeah. someone just smashed a plate. Just FYI, so make sure to meet yourself Bo- when you're not Boston talking. Matt, and he didn't say Opa. Okay. <laughs> Did he All smash right. it? That was a pretty light smash. Don't overreact. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to resist the temptation to take my third defenseman, and I'm going to begrudgingly take Tomash Tatar. Okay, Tatar off the board, which makes it my pick. And uh, in the effort of moving things along, I'll just make it. And I'll also go for a left wing. I think the left wing you should have taken, in my opinion. I'll go with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. 
Hey, uh, I'm going to also like um, uh, Victor did. I'm going to set my goalies, and I will take um, Hudobin for the 60 wins and the 930 save percentage. Fantastic numbers. Yeah, I just figure might as well, you know. Yeah, Dallas was a fantastic place to be a goalie, and like they're also both good goalies. Dallas probably right. has one of the best mixes in the league of like a stymieing defense and a fantastic tandem. Oh, I legitimately didn't even think of the handcuff that I just did, <laughs> but it worked out. Okay. There you go. Ryan has Bishop yeah. and Hudobin, and it's now Davey Betts' turn. John Tavares. <laughs> I just, uh, I really enjoy the way Dave steps up to the mic. Just like a seasoned veteran podcaster. John Tavares is gone. Huge goals, right, Dave? I'd just like to say his name. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, like, not, sorry, not huge goals, but relative to who's left, he uh, has the second most goals remaining amongst centermen. Uh, Interesting, some of the guys who I'm not going to name who are tied with him at 26 goals this season who played, like, three or four more games, but uh, not none of them would ever be mentioned in the same breath as John Tavares before this season for this reason. Okay, Prince, you're up. Let's go with Tristan Jari. Tristan Jari, who, like, we just kept waiting to fall off and fall off, and then he didn't. And then he did. Oh, I thought you were done. Sorry. Oh, no. Keep, no, keep no, going. Okay. My bad. I, no, I mean, I'm going I... without. Oh, this is never mind. <laughs> just skip my pick. <laughs> uh, 921 save percentage for Tristan Jari. Uh, 20 wins. So good numbers there. The saves aren't fantastic, but hey, that's the uh, that's the trade-off you're making. Michael, the, the floor is yours. Whew. Alexander Edler. Okay, so Alex Edler, of course, overtaken by Cam- uh, Quinn Hughes uh, on the power play, so not a lot of great numbers there, but he still had his reliable peripherals and decent shots and decent points, 33 points in 59 games. At this point, with great peripherals, not so bad. Uh, Norm is up. All right, well, let's uh, finish off the right wing there. We are going to take uh, Elias Lindholm, a guy I actually traded in my league this year. Traded him, drafted him now. Make up your mind, Norm. So Norm is actually um, done at forward. He has two centers, two left wings, two right wings with four remaining picks. He's got a pick, five remaining picks. He's got three D and two goalies. So uh, interesting strategy. We'll see if it pays off right now. He's ranked fourth and Dina's at the turn. Here we go with two picks for the end of the seventh and start of the eighth rounds. I'm so mad. I wanted Elias so bad. He was just highlighted waiting for me to just pluck him. Well, good on you for just good on you for just not asking to draft him right after he was drafted again. Uh. Okay, yeah, thanks. (laughs) Low bar over here, but I'll take it. Okay, can I have uh, TJ Oshie? Timothy Jimothy Oshie. Off the board. Okay. Ryan hates TJ Oshie, by the way. Everybody. Oh my God. He's good. Ryan just hates him. This is not true. (laughs) How many more years is this joke going to go on for? TJ Oshie, 90 hits. So uh, that must be something Dina liked about him. I'm like a, a steady guy across the board, especially you're looking at right wing. 
yeah, there's he's a great. ton of great options left. He sort of is a category filler of the remaining players. Okay, and I'll uh, take my second goalie with that. Um, can I have Shostorkin? You can't because he hasn't played enough games to qualify for our 25-game <laughs> minimum. You're just oh, gonna okay. you're gonna go down all the the list of all the reasons why you can't draft a player tonight. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you. Thank you for uh, guiding me through this uh, ch- these challenging times. Um, I can give you a minute here and let people know right now. After seven rounds, Elon leads. Uh, he's number one, followed by Mathieu, who's number two, and then Michael is number three. And Brian, what is the minimum number of games that a goalie needs to play? Was it 25 or 30? 25. Okay. So you can't take Jake Allen either. I was looking at him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. While Dina's thinking, can I point out how crazy it is that Tavares went in the eighth round? And he had like a good season. And Tavares is someone who was picked in like the top two rounds in most leagues. And I think he still will be next year. But if you're in a Roto League, this guy, I guess, hurts you so much in hits and blocks that even his good season wasn't enough to get him ahead of the eighth round. So just interesting thing to note. And it wasn't even that great. Like you look at some of the other, like you said, it was really good. I mean, relative to the number of games he played, but there are a couple other, like I said, there are a couple other names in his neighborhood that are still on the, on, on the board here. By the way, Dina's thinking about a goalie. Uh, we have seven teams who are already full up on goalies and then a couple with one and uh, Norm with none. Can I have Elvis Merzlikens? You sure can, Dina. I'm so happy to give you Elvis Merzlikens, who had a really rough start to his season. Remember, he just couldn't find a rhythm. Corpusalo beat him to the punch at finding a groove, and then Corpusalo got injured, and then Merzlikens was just off to the races. Finished with a 923 save percentage. Not a ton of wins, not a ton of saves, but uh, not negligible amounts either, and those will help Dina in the save percentage category. All right, we've got Norm up. Michael on deck, Prince is in the hole. All right, we're going to go with uh, Mark Giordano. Okay, this is a, I don't even know how to talk about Giordano. I owned him this year. I went big on flames. I got burned by them all, no pun even intended. Giordano finished like with a decent season, but like not much better than Alex Edler, who just went right? You add up their peripherals, they add up to a similar number, their hits and blocks. Giordano had a few more shots few more power play points and that's it so a uh, disappointing year for mark jordan but at this point norm good pick michael prince and davy so, so now norm's the jerk store for taking my next player <sighs> oh All no right. i was Let's so ready ryan, to ryan pulak okay so ryan pulak very much like a jeff petrie type this year where he's not going to wow you with points, but he's going to, he's on pace to get almost 40, a uh, huge shot taker, 163 shots, which puts him right at the top uh, of all the defensemen remaining to be picked and fantastic peripherals number combined 250 hits and block shots. Prince is up. Let's go with Brendan Gallagher. Brendan Gallagher. One of my favorites, a guy who puts up fantastic numbers everywhere, but in actually scoring. Uh, 43 points in 59 games. So decent. 226 shots is the reason to take him, though, uh, at this point. That's just huge compared to the next best right winger who's scanning here. We've got like one or two others who have hit 200 shots 
total, let alone uh, gotten near Gallagher's 226. And he throws a hit every so often, too. Davey Betts is up. I will take Jonathan Hockeyton. Uh, Goudreau? That is correct. <laughs> okay, we've got uh, Johnny Goudreau. If he lived in Arendelle, I believe that's what his name would be. Uh, Jonathan Hawkington, uh, talking about high shot on goal totals, 209 for Goudreau. He was garbage for a lot of the year, and then he really started picking it up towards the end, just when I traded him in the cupful, when I'd finally <laughs> thrown in the towel. Uh, so uh, anyway, I, I can't talk about these flames. Ryan, you're up. Hey, y'all. Um, that was a bit of a riddle. I was like, Jonathan Taze? But that's not right what it would have been. Um, I'm going to take I'm full on left wing, I believe. Uh right? Yeah. Correct. Yes. So I'm gonna take God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> um sorry. I'm gonna take Travis Connect me, please, at center. TK off the board making a case was one of the hot takes that he would like double Giroux's points total or something. What was it, Elon? Do you remember yeah. exactly? 20 more points, I think, than Claude Giroux was the Travis Konechny hot take, which uh, is great, fantastic, but uh, I think it'll remain a hot take at least for another couple years. I need to go back to Goudreau just for a second, by the way. 16 points in 15 games to finish the year, and he actually had 40 points in his last 45, but there was this stretch of like, uh, what was it? It was eight games where he had four points, and that's where I traded him because I was so done. Okay, enough of my whining about the Flames. I'll just skip it if anyone drafts Sean Monaghan. Victor, or Elon is up. Elon has already drafted... I'm going with Bobrovsky. He sucked this year, but he's still good for wins and saves. So at this point, uh, I'm going to finish off my goalies. I've got Bobrovsky and Riddick. If I would have drafted these guys, there's no way I would have won my league. But I guess in a situation (laughs) like this, uh, in this type of league where wins and saves both give you weight, uh, I'll take it. So Elon is already, Elon is only ahead of Norm in save percentage. And that's because Norm has zero save percentage. Because uh, he has yet to draft a goalie, Elon has is like pretty much guaranteed with those goalies to be at the bottom of save percentage. But he thinks it's going to make it work in wins and saves, where he has a top five score in each category so far. Victor, five one four, Dave, Boston, Matt, and Matthew. Let's uh, you guys can just go for it. All right, I'm going to take Jacob Truba. Looking at Dom's spreadsheet to start the year when I was looking to find uh, Subban. Uh, Jacob Truba was right there with Subban as someone who we expected big things from this year, but uh, never saw them because they were they lost their top power play deployment. Sad. Uh, Truba stayed a little more relevant though, just continuing to fill cats. Five one four, Dave. I'm I'm not crazy about his three power play points, but with great peripherals comes great responsibility. I will take Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman. So Dave just saying like. <laughs> nice. Forget it. Power play points. Uh, You know, you rank fourth in power play points right now. Uh, You still do after picking Blake Coleman, but you're going to be helped in your hits and your shots hugely and uh, some goals and assists too. So not, not a terrible pick at this point. If you're okay with punting a category, Boston Matt is up who uh, has, I think some of the fewest forward numbers so far, just three forwards so far. 
All right, with my first left wing, I'll grab Timo Meyer. I mean, he's another guy who looked like a much better pick at the start of the season. Meyer still had almost 200 shots in 70 games, so that part of his game didn't go missing. 155 hits, but the goals and power play points were just not where we wanted them to be. And uh, where that takes us to Mathieu to end the eighth round. Hi there. Uh, give me uh, Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan. Elon, you were ready to talk about Tyler Sagan, weren't you? Or he was just an example of a guy who was like really high to start the season, uh, would have been a top 30 pick if you're going on the preseason projections. And now he's going at the end of the seventh round. So like 77th overall. Yeah, I mean, I, that was going to be my example of like, he's the type of guy that will want to see how high he was projected. Because yeah, we assumed Sagan was going to be good for like another 40 goal, 80 point season. And it didn't happen. 50 points in 69 games, only 17 goals. Uh, so not even his shots were down. Like just everything was was a big disappointment. So obviously still a good pick here. Like I don't mean to throw shade at Matthew's pick, but just it's wild how far he's fallen. And he'll be a really fun guy to talk about for next season, like to try to project if he could bounce back or not. A victim of Dallas's very defensive style, and I, I misspoke. He was the 88th pick overall. All right, Mathieu, begin round nine. Uh, I'll take uh, uh, Sam Reinhardt. The dry sidle to Jack Eichel's McDavid. Sam Reinhardt is off the board. A pretty steady guy uh, across the offensive categories. Not much help in the peripherals, though. Uh, we saw him off the top line a little bit, too, this year, which was not a pretty sight. So Sam Reinhardt still working on driving his own line. Boston Matt. All right, I'll grab, uh, just let me double check that he's available. Is Shea Weber available? He he's not. not. Oh, bummer. Bummer, dude. I'll grab You're in a Rick. draft with a Habs fan, so it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> How about Risto? Rasmus Ristolainen? Yeah, yes. huge numbers from Risto in peripherals. Uh, 203 hits, which makes him, if I recall, he might have been the league leader in hits this year. Uh, 33 points to go with that. Uh, 82 blocks. So, like, he's not going to crush you. Like, he's not leaving you with nothing in any one category, and he's giving you huge value in a couple. So, uh, fantastic, uh, fantastic ninth-round pick, Rasmus Ristolainen. 5-4, Dave is up, then Victor, then Elon. I will take Brian Rust. Okay. The free agent poster boy of 2019-20 finished with 56 points in 55 games. Um, And another guy who was sort of evenly distributed, 27 goals, 29 assists. And uh, was he fancy in any one of the, any particular other category? No, 71 hits, 150 shots. Steady Brian. Good old Rusty. Okay, Victor. I'm going to take Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux uh, was still a top 50 player on Dom's spreadsheet going into this season. Falls out of that. uh, Falls, uh, I think we're now at pick, well, we're nearing pick 100. So Claude Giroux goes after Travis Konechny, and then Elon goes with Ivan Provorov, uh, who is a fantastic. let me announce my pick. Oh, sorry. Announce (laughs) your pick. Well, now it's (laughs) Ivan Provorov. (laughs) Why? We took over on the top five. So two uh, Philly players in a row. And uh, I think Provrov's going to be even better next year. But yeah, it was really solid this year. I'm, I was worried that I was going to get sniped on him because I think that he beats out a lot of the, like, you know, the next tier of defensemen. I think I took the top of my remaining tier. So for what it's worth, Elon is like going post to post here um, in the lead. He's still 
leading the whole draft. Of course, it's sort of tilted towards him because he has one extra pick than half the teams, but we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if he's still in first by the end of round nine. Uh, Ryan is up. Ryan. I mean, are we surprised that Elon has some crazy uh, spreadsheet ready to rip on this draft? Elon originally wasn't. He originally was not even uh-huh. going to participate, and then he created this doc, and he's like, "Oh, I want to play. I want to play." <laughs> I was originally I, just thinking I, I would use this spreadsheet I made in order to like critique people's picks, but then once I spent a couple hours making it, then it was like, "Okay, well now I got to play, so I could win here." But we'll see. I mean, there's still got all, a lot to we've go. All seen, we've all seen the hustler, Elon. Don't <laughs> don't slow play us, man. Come on, come on. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna sell out completely on. Uh, oh man i don't know oh god damn it um that's my second god damn it in a pick in a row um sorry oh shit i already spent my sorry uh i'll go i'll go um this is great this is awful this is awful. brian are you gonna have to pick for him oh awful content no i'll go jacob rana <laughs> that that scared him. Uh yeah, okay, Jacob yeah. Rana off the board, a breakout season where he like came and went a little bit. You know, he was definitely there and then he wasn't. But uh like we're talking a lot uh, about a lot of guys who are around 50, 55 points, somewhere between 150, 175 shots. A lot of steady guys going at this point of the draft. Davy Betts, are you gonna uh go with a steady guy? Or are you gonna Go hard on one category. What? I'll go Jaden Schwartz. Okay, so uh, that's pretty steady, isn't it? It's got some power play points. Yeah, for sure. Jaden Schwartz had a fantastic season, which a lot of us would not have thought uh, when Vladimir Tarasenko went down. It's like, oh my God, they were doing so well together. Uh, He was shooting really well at one point, but he actually turned to picking up assists. He was just about to set a career high in assists. He had 35 this year and 162 shots. 20 power play points, though, was huge for him. So uh, Jaden Schwartz is off the board. And that brings us up to Prince. I'll go with uh, Mikhail Sergachev. Mikhail Sergachev, the power play quarterback who is not yet, or like who, who, who just can't until Hedman moves out of the way. Uh, there was a moment where Hedman was moved out of the way for Sergachev towards the end of the season. We didn't get to see that play out a whole lot, but Sergachev was still able to pick up 13 power play points and about 100 each hits and blocks. So this is actually a really nice pick, Prince. I like it a lot for a defenseman this late when almost all teams have filled out their defense. Uh, Sergeyev is a fantastic grab. And I take that back. Not almost all teams have filled out their defense. It's pretty even across. All right, Michael's up. Yeah, I just want to say, Ryan, nice sleeper pick with Vrana. I think his production the rest of the year is going to be great on that top power play. Good job. I will take <laughs> Kyle Palmieri. Kyle Palmieri, uh, one of the top goal scoring right wingers left on the board but that's uh, kind of all he had going for him decent shot numbers nothing else about him excites me so uh sorry michael that is the least enthused i have been about a pick for a while how dare you (laughs) uh norm all right now i'm gonna tell you uh who uh prince should have taken a defense and that's uh the team that time forgot it seems zach warinsky yeah the jackets your league-leading 
blue line scorer who played like seven fewer games than a lot of these other defensemen. 20 goals in 63 games for Zach Wierenski, 187 shots on goal, 13 power play points. These are huge numbers on defense. I guess we're looking, people are looking at this point in the draft for more peripheral getters if you're only going to get 41 points, but you're not finding 20 goals from another defenseman. In fact, the most you can find that's left on the board is 12 goals. Not going to say who it is yet. Yeah, uh, the problem Dina. with Wierenski, Brian, is like, it, you almost have to like throw a pin into, I don't know, you tell me the idiom here, but like to find a defenseman with so few hits is rare. Like, how does he only have 36 hits in 63 games? Like, I thought defense were supposed to be on the ice stopping people. I guess Wierenski does it in a different way. But obviously, that's the reason why he falls, even though he had so many goals. He's hurting you in hits. And fewer than a block per game, too. So these are like rarely, rare bad uh peripherals like even i'm trying to find letang like letang had 100 hits and 90 block shots i guess he's not maybe the best example uh, anthony d'angelo has peripherals that sort of compare to zach Wierenski, um but he was picked so long ago and Wierenski's only getting picked now uh dina you have one pick to finish the ninth round and then we'll get started on the 10th i will have william nylander please oh wow yeah i was wondering he, you know, he lasted a long time in our first run of this game, too. Um, he is by far one of the top goal scorers remaining with 31 goals. There's only one other forward who's anywhere near him, really. Uh, and big shots to almost 200 shots on goal and 17 power play points. So I guess only nine hits and 14 block shots is what's scaring people off. But I really like that pick for Dina. Uh, and after nine rounds, uh, Norm still doesn't have a goalie, so we're not counting him. But Michael, with Palmieri, has taken the lead ahead of Elon, and they are both being trailed by Boston Matt. Oh, and 514 Dave is tied with Boston Matt for third. Uh, Dina, let's see if you can uh, climb the leaderboard here with your last three picks. By the way, just to point out on Dina's side, I think the Nylander pick is interesting because Dina's like really doing well in hits and blocks, but is low on like goals, assists and points. It looks like Dina, you know, she got her peripherals early and now it'll be interesting to see her surge on points now that she's like not worrying. I don't know. That's kind of like, that's how I'm saying it. Brian, Dina, is that like how you're thinking or am I just like projecting what I what No, I'm no, it's, you're totally right. It's just, uh, I was having a side chat with Elon being so confused as to why I was doing so badly since I was like number one in so many um of the categories but then i realized that that was that was yeah. one point. i want to be number one down <laughs> <there>. <laughs> yeah so dina is the last in assists points and power play points so uh that's uh but she's like amongst the tops in hits and blocks and her goalie categories too so yeah she's gonna have to build up meanwhile we've got norm who has yet to pick a goalie. He has three picks left. I don't know if he's going to do it now, but he is leading every offensive category right now, which makes sense because he has more skaters than anyone else. He leads in goals, assists, points, power play points, and shots on goal. So Norm, where are you going with this pick? Uh, Wait, Dina has a pick. Oh, sorry. Dina's first and then Norm. I, I will have Dominic Kubalik. Okay, so Dina goes with the only other player close to William Nylander in goals scored, Dominic Kubalik, and we're watching the score sheet dynamically update, and that brings Dina up from three roto points in goals to seven roto points in goals, also bumps her up in shots. Of course, it doesn't help her a whole lot 
and assist points or power play points, but just one step at a time. Uh, Norm, let's see what your next pick brings. Well, I do hate to disappoint you, but I probably will stay away from goalies at this point. Um, We're going to finish off the D category here, and uh, we're going to go with uh, Thomas Shabbat. Well, Norm, that makes a lot of sense to stay away from goalies because every other team has filled their goalie bench. So there was no reason for you to go ahead and take a goalie. You took your third defenseman in Thomas Shabbat, fourth defenseman in Thomas Shabbat. And uh, Shabbat, not many people are aware that he had some decent peripherals. Uh, Unfortunately, only 11 power play points because Ottawa's power play was not so strong this year. But he was up uh, at about 160 combined hits and blocks and still almost had had 39 points in 71 games, even without relying on big power play production. Michael is up next. His strengths are goals. Uh, Let's see, blocks and goalies. And he's sort of middle in the road, middle of the road in a lot of other categories, which is why he's in the mix for first right now. Uh, Michael, who's next? Ryan Reeves. <laughs> okay, uh, sure. This is a uh, someone whose numbers I'm not used to memorizing. In fact, I'm not even used to memorizing the fact that he's a left winger, right winger. He's a right winger. Do you have room for him on your roster, Michael? You don't. I don't. No, I don't. I don't know uh-huh. how that happened. Okay, then. I have a, an auxiliary backup plan. Well, I did until Dave took Jaden Schwartz. So let's go with Nick Ehlers. Okay. Nick Ehlers would not last this long in a regular draft. Like 50, like he leads at least the points in shot categories amongst. Uh, remaining players, over 200 shots, 58 points. Uh, I feel like he must have been on Dina's radar, but Michael snapped him up and as such climbs in the offensive categories with that pick. Prince is up, who is like very in the middle or below in every category. So Prince, let's see how you can (laughs) beef up your team. I'll go with the guy that knocked me out of the couple. I'll get Kevin Fiala. (laughs) Who would have thought we'd be saying that at this point? Kevin Fiala ended so many people's uh, fantasy seasons this year. We've gone on and on about just how strong he was for a while. It's like 25, 30 games that he was on such a great run. uh, And he helps Prince for the time being uh, climb in some of his Roto Cats. Uh, Davey Betts, you're up with your 10th pick. I'll go with uh, the somewhat disappointing this year, Philly Force. Okay, Philip Forsberg. I I would say for his owners, somewhat disappointing would be an understatement for Philip Forsberg. Uh, 63 games, only 48 points. And it wasn't the power play to blame this time. It was just even strength. The Predators just didn't have... uh, the answer to producing goals on a regular basis, but Forsberg at least put up 200 shots almost along the way. So that helps you out in that category, Dave. And it's Ryan's pick. Ryan, by the way, is ranked second in assist points and power play points and is crushing it in save percentage too. He is bottom three in every other category except goals. So where are you going to go, Ryan? You're going to beef up something you're already good at, or are you going to try and pull up one of your weaknesses? Uh, I have to just go with the weaknesses. I'm also feeling like a 
capital. <clears throat> I'm joining Dina in the feeling of I can't believe I was staring at tens and thinking I was low in a category. <laughs> so, okay. All right. All right. But I'm going to take, I, I only have defensemen to fill and I'm going to take uh, Tyson Berry, please. Okay. Tyson Berry. I'm trying to catch up on shots. Okay. And so hopefully fill perifs uh, with hits and blocks. Well, he'll help you catch up on shots without sacrificing much in assist points or power play points. He's going to do not going to do much for you in the other categories, though. So I feel like you ended up shoring up your strength still uh, (laughs) and and just like saying, okay, I'll add a couple shots. Also, it hasn't really moved the needle, though. Elon, you're up. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, if you look at the most shots by defensemen this year, um, he is the only, he is the highest left, uh, in the league. Okay. So yeah, to, to pick. he's great. That's all. That's all. Great so in like, shots. And then you added to your strengths right. in all the other categories. Meanwhile, it's right. Elon's pick. Elon has a top four ranking in seven of our categories, which is just, but that's including, that's including my pick, which I've already made. And I was actually low on uh, hits and low on goals, but still kind of low on goals, but definitely Braden Shen is going to help me a lot in the hits and definitely doesn't hurt me in goals and power play points. So, you know, I think he fell a lot, a lot like some of these other players like Tavares or Giroud, just because they were centers and we, you know, we're all grabbing all the superstar centers at the start. <laughs> uh, bless you, I think. Uh, but yeah, uh, I would say that uh, I'm happy with, with this pick. I don't know why I am continuing to talk. So Victor's turn. <laughs> All right. Shen was definitely on my short list too, but um, even though my, my overall score doesn't look that good, I'm going to go with the guy that I have as being highly valued over replacement. For me, that's going to be surprisingly had a pretty good season. Ryan Suter. Yeah. Ryan Suter had a fantastic season. There was the dry spell where I famously suggested that Elon could let him go. He was looking to make room on his roster uh, he had a couple rough games after I said that, and then he was off to the races. Holy cow, Ryan Suter, 31 points in his last 38 games, 10 of them coming on the power play. Not big shot numbers, like a, a couple a game, which, you know, come on, he's giving you all this other stuff. Uh, beggars can't be choosers. So Ryan Suter, a fantastic offensive ad at this point. And I'm actually just checking. His peripherals uh, weren't awful either. Like, good blocks, but not a lot of hits. Okay. Uh, we got 514 Dave, who is um, sort of kind of an average squad so far, looking at where he stands in the categories. Where are you at, Dave? What are you going to add to your team? I'm desperately in need of some defensemen. Uh, with the most shots on goal remaining of the D on the table, I'll take Colton Pareko. Okay. Colton Pareko. Uh, yeah, Colton Pareko had a bit of a resurgence this year, finally becoming consistently fantasy relevant again, upping those shot rates, not as high as they were when he broke into the league, but still enough to get 162 shots in 64 games. That's almost three per game. Plus you add almost 200 combined hits and block shots. Uh, that's pretty nice along with 28 points, which is just the gravy here. Boston Matt is up, who has been a leader for a lot of this. Um, he still leads, even though he's one he's one player less, one less player than the rest of the teams uh, still drafting. 
He still leads in hits, wins, and saves. I guess the goalie stats make sense. Okay, Boston Matting, we stop talking and make your pick. I'd like Turbo Teravainen. Okay, so I'm just curious. That does nothing for you in hits because um, while you're already second in hits, and I guess you feel comfortable there, Teravainen's going to help you, though. Oh, yeah, he's helping you in those scoring categories. You just shot up a few points in all of them, but specifically assists and points where Teravainen was uh, fantastic, playing alongside Aho for a large chunk of the year, which brings us to the turn. Uh, Mathieu, you are up to end our 10th round. Yeah, so uh, give me uh, Mark Boro in Ottawa. Okay, so we're going to watch this now because right now Matthew has four out of a possible 11 Roto points and adding Mark Borowiecki, I guess it isn't the bump that it would have been in the past, but he now that jumps Matthew all the way up to nine Roto points in hits. And also uh, Borowiecki had like a not negligible offensive season only because he scored seven goals somehow on 63 shots through 200 hits, 120 block shots. So great peripherals and added some goal scoring to the mix randomly too. Uh, okay. We are at the start of round 11. Two to and go. Elon leads. He's, he's first. We've got Norm. Oh no. I always, Norm, you keep sucking me in there. Boston Matt is second and Mathieu is third. Norm All is right, second. Mathieu. I see. I guess uh, they're tied. Well, but no. Norm doesn't have a goalie. Yeah, so we'll see how that works out. By the way, uh, I should point out, first of all, I want to say quickly about Pareko. He really started doing amazingly in the last couple of months of the season before the pause. So he's definitely someone that I'll I'll want to talk to because Brian, like, I feel like, uh, I don't know, like I was, he was another person, by the way, I think you may have recommended for me to drop at some point. And I definitely ended up regretting that along with Ryan Suter. Uh, Also, yeah, with two rounds to go, if anyone thinks this sounds fun, I should mention, you could download this and play this with your friends. This is free. uh, Keepingcarlson.com slash draft. Then you just make a copy and then you can play this with your friends. You could set the categories. You could set which season uh, you could set, which how many of each position and uh, have a good time. Enjoy. Stay at home and, and draft with your friends. So, okay. What does Ryan do? He doesn't have any friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what did you ever do to Michael? Well, Ryan has a lot, has a big family, so he could just play with his kids. I guess <laughs> that's not funny. Michael. <laughs> Ryan is just going to be right. Ryan will be sobbing still when it comes his turn to make his pick. Okay. Two rounds left. Matthew, this is your second last pick after this one. You're going to have the very last pick in our draft. Who are you going to have now that you still have your pick of the litter? Uh, give me uh Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper, who, uh, yeah, had a fantastic season. So Matthew is, uh, shoring up his save percentage i thought everybody else had two goalies i guess uh i didn't see Mathieu's team there so Mathieu has a that that puts him up higher in save percentage but Mathieu is going to finish towards the bottom in wins and saves with his duo of darcy kemper and mckenzie all goalies are bad all goalies are bad yeah i think actually all the goalie points only count as half roto points uh boston matt is up that was a joke, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, talking of goalies, I'll grab Alex Goligoski. Oh, good one. So, okay. Now that Goligoski's been drafted, I can share when I was talking at the start of the show about like guys who have similar values who you wouldn't believe. Alex Goligoski, very similar peripherals to Thomas Shabbat, just seven fewer points 
Uh, same number of power play points, but a lot fewer shots. But these guys aren't that different. So if you can get Goligoski a few rounds after Thomas Shabbat and you just give up uh, 60 shots and seven points, not a bad get for Boston Matt, who rounds out his defense core of Goligoski, Petrie, Nurse, and Ristolainen. All right, 514 Dave is on with his 11th pick. And with my 11th pick, I'll take Jacob Chikrin. Okay, one of the remaining goal-scoring leaders amongst defensemen. He and one other are tied with 12 goals, but Shikrin, uh, well, they're actually pretty comparable. Shikrin has 30 more shots, fewer points, um, but no more peripherals or anything. So I'm interested, uh, 514, Dave, if you, uh, at some point, if the other guy is taken, we can talk about the difference between them. Uh, Victor? This time I'm ready. Because I wow. realized that only that I, that I was one of the few people that need a right wing, and hopefully this is the guy that Elon wants because he's sniped me a couple of times. I'm going to take the cat, Alex the Brain Cat. Meow. Alex oh. the Brain Cat. Is that who you wanted, Elon? Well, I I still have to pick one right wing and one defenseman, and I was probably going to take a defenseman here anyways, just because a lot of people ahead of me still have defensemen to go. But I was obviously hoping that Dabrinka would come back to me and be my right wing. Uh, you know, on that last round, but uh, not meant to be a pick. 207 shots for Dabrinkit, 16 power play points. Nothing else really jumps out. But uh, at this point, if you can find someone who can really move the needle in a couple categories, you're in good shape. Elon right now is still really strong across the board, except in save percentage, which we talked about. And goals is his other weak category. Elon, you're going to go for a goal scorer here and amongst defensemen. What are you going to do? Hmm. Okay. I've got two defensemen in mind and actually one of them, uh, they're both bad in goals. So I don't care. I won't do well in goals, but surprisingly Drew Doughty is still available. So I'll just grab him because he's good in most of the other categories, at least relative to the other defensemen left. Yeah. Like 35 points still makes him like at this point in the draft, a great pick, 140 shots, over a hundred hits, almost 90 blocks, 14 power play points. So Doughty really fills every category except, uh, well, honestly, he fills every category of the players remaining. So, Elon, that's a really nice find for you uh, in Drew Doughty. Uh, it was really hard to find him at the top of my spreadsheet of <laughs> de- remaining defensemen. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, are you okay? <laughs> that's a fair question after the last three picks. Uh, kudos to Victor for taking at least some shine off of Elon's draft. And I am going to go with um, Ben Shirat. Uh, not not too bad on. He's he's available, right? I'm not crazy. Yeah, no, he's totally available yeah. along with his 130 shots. And yeah, 152 hits. So, and 128 um, blocks too. He he saw yeah, a big deployment right. bump at one point, and we pointed him out on the show as someone in bangers leagues who had some really nice value. Elon was hoping that points would come along with it. They did for like three games, and that was it yeah. for Ben Chiara. But he at was this a point, love of yeah, he was a love of my life in Kakupful for a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, a sweet zero dollar ad. And very valuable peripheral getter. So uh, Shiarad is off yeah, the board. Davy Betts is on the board. He is uh, the, he is totally punted. Hits, blocks, and goals, and shots. So I'm not sure. Dave, Dave is towards the bottom 
right now. So let's see. Uh, let's see what what the former Kakupful champ can pull off with this pick. Current rating undisputed <laughs> Kakupful champion. <laughs> it's true. Um, I'll pull a song here and go Keith Yandel. Okay. So uh, you are trying to beef up your offense here. You're not worried about those hits and blocks. You're okay to keep punting them, but you're adding 45 points, 40 assists, 129 shots, 21 power play points in Keith Yandel. Uh, that'll help you. And uh, yeah, we're up to- crazy. I, I So just as a spoiler, I guess, for f- upcoming episodes of Keeping Carlson, uh, I've started working on a spreadsheet of players who were very different in their first half and second halves. And Keith Yandel was like doing so well for the first three or so months of the season and then totally disappeared and like ruined people in their playoffs. The people who had Keith Yandel were actually not minding that the season got paused for a bit, I think, because Yandel was was destroying them. But yeah, he had a really good start to the season. And that brings us to Prince's 11th pick. Prince, uh, not going to sugarcoat it for you. Your your roster isn't looking so hot. Uh, let's see what you can do. You have two defensemen left to add to your team. Who are they going to be? Or who's one of them going to be? Don't tell me both. I'll go with John Klingberg. Okay. So adding John Klingberg adds some points and some shots and some blocks. Oh, and some power play points, of course. He still had 17 power play points, even though, uh, remember, he missed significant time. He only played 58 games. And then Miro Haskinen was sort of pushing him off that top unit. But good on Klingberg for still picking up 13 power play points in the short time. He was uh, on the top power play unit and healthy. All right, Michael. Uh, Michael has, uh, let's see. Well, you just tell me, Michael, what you're doing. Just David Savard. Just David Savard. Uh, don't, oh. don't give me that. Just make the analysis <laughs> and go to the next pick, Com. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> you said just anymore, David Michael. Savard, like you wanted us to, to gloss right over it. But I got to say, out of the remaining defensemen, he might be one of the best peripheral getters, which I'm kind of surprised by. Almost 200 combined hits and blocks. So you're uh, you're making a splash there and like only 11 points. So you're just like forgoing offense. But uh, that's that's a big get. Amongst there's only I think one or two other players who had similar comparable combined peripheral numbers. Norm, the time has come. There's no Chris Dragger, there's no Anthony Stollers. You finally can pick a goalie, so I can stop saying Norm has no goalies and can't be counted in the standings. Let's see. So right now Norm sits third. Let's see where Norm sits after making his first goalie pick. I will argue that while you know I sit you know, with no goalies, all my wins, save percentage and saves are all ones right now. That's so. true. So you're not going to go down from this. You <laughs> might even go up. I only have places to go up. So let's uh, get uh, Varlamov. Okay. So Semyon Varlamov goes to Norm, who is now just hoping, like he has the top goals, assists, points, and shots. And he's second in power play points. So he's like, but he's set. That's written in stone. He can't add to those totals. So we'll see if he was smart by going hard for them in his first 10 picks and then uh, letting them speak for themselves over the last two rounds. Okay. Uh, Elon, I can see his cursor bouncing around, seeing how many more of these categories he needs to beat Norm. Uh, This brings us to Dina. So Norm jumps into second Dina, you are up to end round 11. You're going to make your 11th pick, and then you're going to take your very, you're, you'll be the first person done 
with your second, with your back-to-back pick. So who's it going to be? You're still looking to focus on offense. You are uh, yeah. at the bottom in a lot of offensive categories. What are you going to do? I know, and I don't think uh, even a miracle won't save me now. But uh, <laughs> I'll just pick, uh, you know, the top of uh, the bottom, I guess, with uh, Jared Spurgeon. Okay, so he was the guy I was comparing to Jacob Shikrin. And unfortunately, Dina, like he doesn't help you a ton, uh, but he is like, I'm sure you've looked one of the best defensive players remaining uh, 12 goals. So the, the definitely the highest goal score. There are a couple guys with more points, but not as many goals or blocks as Jared Spurgeon. So Dina is out for defense and it looks like Dina, you have a right winger to pick. Let's see who, uh, who it's going to be. I'm going to take Riley Smith. Okay. So Dina goes with Riley Smith, who with 54 points is the highest scoring remaining right winger. So it seems like a wise pick top goal scorer, uh, almost the top assist getter of players remaining. Also uh, only five power play points. So sadly he doesn't help you in that category, but Dina's draft is done. And by the way, uh, let's point out, uh, yeah, Dina's now jumped up with Riley Smith to nine points for goals. That makes her third in goals. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see if that holds as we go, go through the final round of the draft. Yeah, didn't, didn't move the needle much in any of the others. But of course, goals are scarcer than all of the other categories. So let's see. Uh, let's see if she can hold that goals standing. Dina, how are you uh, feeling? Right now, you're ranked fifth. And you have no picks left. And every single other person has a pick. So probably you're not going to land fifth. Where, where would you guess now that you're going to land? 10th at best 11th probably 11th at worst for sure <laughs> but uh maybe higher okay so it'll be really fun to watch as, as the round goes <laughs> we got back to norm right yeah i'm uh going to go with the uh backup in uh washington we're gonna take Braden holtby <laughs> okay i was just about to say that stamps knob i don't think reached the games played threshold uh but Braden holtby so norm you went with Varlamov with your first pick, right? In 914, I guess you're going for saves and wins of the remaining goalies because Holtby has an 897, so he's going to drag you down there. Let's see where Norm finished in the goalie categories. Um, he finished, oh, that's Dina's. Uh, he finished middle of the road and wins and saves and near the bottom in save percentage. So it feels like the late goalie gambit might have paid off for Norm once again. Uh, yeah, I wonder. We'll, we'll see like, if I, anyone can steal these offensive categories from him again. He is first in four of the five offensive categories, and he's second in the other. Yeah, Brian, I definitely feel like I have something to learn from Norm because he overall has six, five, and two. So that's 13 points for goalies. I have seven, 15. nine, and one. Oh, sorry, 13. Yeah. 13. I have seven, I have uh, nine, seven, and one. I'm the worst for save percentage. So that's 17 points. But I had to use high picks to get just like four right. more overall points. So I wonder if it would have been smart to just pull a norm and wait till the end. And maybe I have a few fewer points, but like not even so much. And who knows how many offensive points I would have gotten. But yeah. So Elon no. used your, you used your fifth and eighth picks for goalies. Norm used his 11th and 12th, and you ended up with four more points to show for it. So I can. If anyone's not watching this video, I know when Elon's nervous, like he definitely thought he had this like in the bag or like he's now feeling for a moment that he's like seriously threatened to lose. No. Well, wait, sorry. I definitely do feel like that's possible, but I also, that's not what I was thinking. Like I was just <laughs> making okay. chit chat. <laughs> okay. 
I don't but I think know. I'm I think probably I... gonna still. I think I'll still catch Norm. At least it's just more if someone else has, can catch me. Okay, let's see where Michael lands. Michael's been also amongst the top for most of the second half of this draft. Uh, he's solid with his goalies, which he drafted very early, second and third. He's got 27 goalie points thanks to those second and third, so probably made the most of those. Michael, who's your last pick? Uh, so I have my last pick, but I want to say this is a really bizarre feeling, seeing the stats in front of you, knowing that there's seven or eight picks still to come, and trying to judge, trying to figure out which category to best invest your last pick in i'm going to take rasmus Dahlin, but i want to say there's there's a definite advantage to matthew boston matt dave h and victor at the at the end of the entire draft they can kind of pick and choose right um, if the, if they're organized which knowing them as well as i do i'm not i'm not convinced they will be <laughs> right because at this point you're speculating you're thinking okay where can i fill out where no one can catch me or where i don't think anyone else is going to invest whereas they're going to have the total lay of the land at the end and they'll know exactly the value of their last move or you're sort of still guessing at the value of your last move i was in your position when we did our first practice run and i saw the same inefficiency if anyone has an idea on how to solve it uh let me know at keeping carlson for now michael uh you have gone with he went Darlene. Sorry, uh, yeah, I took Darlene. Uh, Elon, I was going to let him say it. He already said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I don't want to get in the middle of this. So I'm going to mute my mic. <laughs> You've gone with Rasmus Darlene, who at the start of the season was uh, going to have a great one, right? He, uh, he was the seventh ranked defenseman, according to the categories we're using. And we all know that he started uh, pretty slow, tested a lot of his owner's patience. It wasn't a whole lot unlike his rookie season. Um, he actually, well, okay, I should correct that. He started okay, but it wasn't enough to make people not worried when he went pointless for six consecutive games. Of course, Buffalo had their problems as a whole. He still, uh, and he didn't really pick up so strong after that. 40 points in 59 games is not at all a disappointing season. Still a step forward for Darlene, but only 90 shots. He's not shooting the puck. Um, not even close to on pace for the 177 he took in his rookie season. He was short two minutes a night also compared to his rookie season. So I'm uh, that'll be an interesting one to dig into in the offseason. All right. Last pick for Prince. Right now, by the way, it's very exciting. Michael and Norm are tied for first, but they each have one more player than everybody. But they're tied. Uh, Prince is up with his final pick. I'll take Philip Ronick. Okay, so one of the remaining top, I guess, offensive producers in like points with 31, shots 125, and hits. He has 105 hits. So not a lot of guys with those scoring numbers, those offensive numbers, and those uh, peripheral numbers too. I see one other a little bit further down my list who I'll share later on if he's not picked. Uh, Davey Betts, you're up with your final pick. I'll finish it off here with uh, Sasha Barker. Okay, so Dave is just like, screw it. I'm going to finish dead last in hits and blocks by a mile. Uh, And he's trying to shore up his offense here by adding Barkov, who had a good year. Um, But a year that like had people wondering, is Barkov really going to be part of this Florida core? Which is an insane question. that's just deflecting from the general managing job that's being done in Florida right now. Barkov is a guy you want in your cup winning core. You just need players around him, which the Panthers have not really done so successfully. 
And that brings us to Ryan's final pick. Watching Elon's um, marker on the spreadsheet (laughs) is like when Ferris Bueller goes into Ed Rooney's computer and deletes like tries to delete the absences, you know, it's it's like bouncing around everywhere, trying to trying to tabulate what's happening. I'm going to take, um, I'm going to take Provorov because I'm going to go for power play points. Oh God. <laughs> the Elon cursor threw you off. It really is for oh, anyone who man. can't see the screen. Oh, it is man. just bouncing around like so Sorry. erratically. It's such like a nervous no, thing. Right, like, I don't I'll, need uh, that. I don't need to move the cursor around, right? I could just look without it. It's just like something I use. I don't know. I don't know why I do that. I'll stop. Um, no, it's fine. It's just funny. And I was, it, it really struck me. The Ferris Bueller thing struck me. Um, is I don't mean to play uh, like um, throw a dart here, but is Sergachev taken? He's taken. Maybe check out the uh, D tab here. We could see. Oh, I'm oh. sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no problem, Ryan. You're okay. the best. Uh, you don't need to apologize for anything. Ever. You brought no, us free not... beer at our patron meetup in New York, so you could do no wrong. That's true. Um, oh, uh, okay. Then I will just take. Uh, I'll just go with uh, Niskanen. Yeah, I was deciding between Niskanen and Dowdy on my last pick for what it's worth. And Niskanen, Niskanen was the guy Niskanen? I was looking at when uh, Ronick was drafted. Uh, as being someone who has like similar points, but maybe better or like comparable peripherals, like amongst the guys who were still putting up points and meaningful blocks and hits. Niskanen was Ronick's comparable. Uh, so I like that pick, Ryan, at the end. I'm not sure what it does for the specific cats you're targeting. Uh, but I know it okay. helped me a little bit in power play points. All right. So here's a big That's moment of truth now. So Elon is uh, the fifth last drafter. And there are two teams ahead of him right now. So we're going to find out with this pick if he jumps ahead. Yeah, it's really tricky right now. I'm going to blame if I lose this on like having to put in people's picks and make a show. Because like <laughs> if I could do the math here, I, I think I could spo- I could say because I'm the only person left that has a right wing spot open. And I'm deciding between Toffoli or Dadanov. And like they both contribute differently. Like Toffoli has more shots. Dadanov has a few more points. And like more power play points. So really, I would want to compare my shots on goal and how much getting the extra shots would help versus getting the extra power play points would help. Uh, but I don't want to, you know, waste everyone's time. And Brian, you do have that time limit on it. So I think the shots probably help more. Oh, I wish I could just check the power play points. Who's close to me? Ah, I have 187. I could do. Uh, okay, no, I'll just do. Uh, I'll go with Toffoli. And I don't know. Okay, the wrong so choice. At Elon the end of the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elon chooses to Foley, and the fun part will be at the end of the draft, if that doesn't make Elon the winner, if we punch in Dadanov, we'll see. But Elon, you do not get to call yourself the winner if uh, Dadanov would have made you. You chose to Foley, who has vaulted you into first place. Norm is second. Michael is third. Can either Victor, 514 Dave, Boston Matt, or Mathieu knock those guys out of the top three? Uh... Boston Matt seems like the best bet too, but let's see. But everybody can impact it, right? Victor could still like finish. Uh, he's currently tied for ninth because he has fewer players than everybody else. But if Victor like stays ninth, he could still like wedge between wedge a- get ahead of Elon in one or two categories or whatever. He can affect all the standings. So Victor, what are you going to do? All right. Well, this was a 
This was so much fun, by the way, guys. And I'm going to have to probably uh, leave after this because the, the little girls need me. Um, but it's really interesting. I usually uh, fade centers, and I did that. And it seems like that was maybe not such a great strategy because I'm really behind on a lot of uh, the, the points and um, goals and, and shots and things like that. But I still think there's a pretty good center left, and his name is Dylan Larkin. He's got a lot of shots and decent amount of peripherals, and I calculating seems like he might is my best shot left anyways. I don't know that it's going to do much, but that's who I got. Thanks for right. so much fun guys. Thanks a Thanks, lot, Victor. Victor. So Dylan, Victor adds Dylan Larkin's 223 shots and 14 power play points to his totals along with 53 points. Not a lot of goals from Dylan Larkin this year, but uh, enough assists to make a dent. So Dylan Larkin actually puts Victor into the first place position. Uh-oh. We, we have a new leader, everybody. Victor's first, Elon's second, uh, Norm is third, and Michael drops off the podium. With It's still possible, by the way, that players. I could still win, right? Because Victor could right. get knocked off in another category. So we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is, Elon. Of course it is. Uh, 514, Dave, we've got three picks left beginning with 514. Dave, who's had a pretty strong showing throughout. And I'm frantically adding conditional formatting and doing math. And in the end, I'm still going to end up picking Charlie McAvoy with some blocks and hits. Okay. Yeah. McAvoy was a really strong peripherals getter towards the end. Uh, Like we were wondering if he just disappeared completely at some point in the season, but he came on strong and ended up with almost half a point per game, a hundred shots and 160 combined hits and blocks. Unfortunately, no power play time in sight. Even when Tori Krug went down, it was Matt Grizzlick getting the nod on that top unit. So that stunk for McAvoy, but he still put up a good roto season. Uh, and after that is calculated, 514 Dave jumps to fourth and uh, nothing else changes okay, on the Matt- podium. You know what, Brian, I'm just realizing now we probably should have said at the beginning of the show that people can watch this like on video because it's probably a lot more interesting to actually watch this on YouTube. So there, I, I'm going to pre-record something uh, yeah. to put at the start here. So because it's probably a lot more interesting for people to actually watch the spreadsheet. We could also make a hyperlink for it. But in case you, well, whatever. So it'll be at the beginning of the show. So you've already heard it. So everyone that's talking to me now is like, why are you telling me this? You already, I already knew this. So, But if you want to hear how the sausage is made, it's the thought I just had. All right. Boston Matt is up and then Mathieu is going to close out the draft. Here we go. Boston Matt needs a left winger and Mathieu needs a defenseman. So they're not going for the same all players. Right, right. How am I doing on the clock? Uh, you've got 43 seconds. Super. Okay. Let me look through here. So I think based on whoever I grab for assists, I should be fine. So now looking at Victor's other stats. Uh, uh lead. Uh, yeah, I guess it really is. The, the, you have the advantage of going at the end. Yeah. Assuming you don't run out of time <laughs> doing the calculations. All right. I'm going to. Is Zach Parise still available? $3 yeah. Parise is on the board. The, the quickness with which Elon said, yeah, makes me think he's really interested in you making this pick. He's no, excited. Come on, right. But you think I have all these numbers in my brain all at once? <laughs> like, You're a fantasy out? savant. You've got this in you. Yeah. Uh, oh. Zach Parise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so was I so uh that moves Elon into a tie for first with Matthew, which would be so unsatisfying. So Matthew, you get you get an opportunity to play spoiler here. I'm not sure 
if there are any numbers, there might be some numbers you can impact somewhere. Uh, you're still, of course, in it to try and take a run yourself at the top. But right now it's Mathieu and Elon tied atop no, the podium. Sorry, Boston Matt and Elon tied at first, followed by Norm at three, then Victor at four. So Mathieu, what's, uh, you need a defenseman. What are you going to do? Crazy, by the way. Mathieu oh, needs nine hits to overtake Elon. And he can't catch Matthew. <laughs> just Michael. Saying, just saying. <laughs> Michael coming strong. And you know what? I think it's going to be hard for Matthew to find a defenseman with fewer than nine hits. So I don't think that changes anything. I'm I'm quickly scrolling to see if there are any defensemen here. Because Matthew needs to draft a defenseman with fewer. So Matthew could draft Vili Hinola, who had three hits. Uh, Cameron Gaunts with five hits. Freddie Clayson with five hits. Uh, but that's essentially you're looking at guys who played like eight games. Give me uh, Miro Heiskanen. Okay, Miro Heiskanen. How many hits does he have? He has 31 more than nine hits. 40 hits on the season. 163 shots for Heiskanen uh, on his way to over a half point per game season. 35 points in 68 games. Uh, did I already mention 163 shots? So we have our dynamically updated final standings. And uh, Michael has been booted from the call and deleted from the Facebook group. Elon, what a, what are you doing? Wait, Michael? <laughs> Why Michael? Well, because he he spoiled that Matthew. But uh, Ma- Michael didn't win. He ma- just mentioned what someone else needed to do to off you. Uh, Wait, we that, have... I don't think that I don't think that there was like you said he was going to get those hits anyway. So I don't think it matters. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Good joke. Uh, Okay. <laughs> this is serious. We're not joking right. here. So uh, we're going to go in reverse order. Here we go. Prince bringing up the rear at 11. Dina with 10, uh, lands 10th with 50 roto points. 54 roto points puts Ryan in 9th. Uh, we have uh, Mathieu in 8th with 57 roto points. Davy Betts, the former Cacupful champion, finishes 7th with 59 Cacupful points. Uh, sixth with 60 points is Michael. Fifth with 65 points is 514 Dave. Victor is fourth with 68 points, which is crazy because Victor was first after he made his last pick and he drops one standings position which e- with each of the last three picks. Uh, and then our podium finishing in third is Norm with 70 points and tied for first with 71 points. Our Boston Matt and Elon just a point ahead of Norm. Elon, it looks like your goalie strategy just barely paid off. And Matthew, let's see where you guys really dominated. So Matthew hits, wins, and saves destroyed. Norm, of course, still destroyed four of the five offensive categories and pretty much punted the rest. Elon, you were big in shots and blocks. And you were above average in pretty much every other category except for save percentage. So uh, you all did it a different way, and you all finished within a point of each other. It got really tight at the top there. You had the top four teams within three points of each other. So congratulations, Boston Matt and Elon, followed by Norm on the podium. Uh, we'll start with Boston Matt. You got any any victory proclamation? I'm just happy to tie with Elan, and I was really <laughs> hoping to uh, meet him in Tier 1 next year, but we'll see what you guys decide on that. 
Yeah, we'll see how that shakes out now. I think Elon has motivation to keep you out of it because you will even draft your nemesis, Jordan Bennington, if that's what it takes to get you to the top. Elon? Yeah, so first of all, I think that I should have brought up a tie break condition before we started because I feel like we all would have agreed goals should break the tie and I have more goals. So I think I should win because of that. But just for fun now, I want to change that enough to to Foley. Or did someone do that? Oh, I just did. And what did that do? Nothing? That puts you undisputed first place. Oh, uh, I made that for you. Why did I take to Foley and not dad enough? Oh. All right. Well, that's okay. I, I like Matt. And that would have set you apart. Like, that would have put distance between, that would have given you a two point lead on Matt and then uh, a bigger lead on the rest, obviously. I choked at the end. Why did I take to Foley? Oh, well. If he would have had longer on Vancouver, it would have been better. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Uh, this was fun uh i'd love to yeah if we want to hear from everyone else that sounds like a fun idea for everyone listening you could check out uh the final results for now it's at keepingcarlson.com slash draft but i guess at some point i'm going to copy that over because this is the default sheet that we all use so check the show notes and we'll put the links to find the youtube video and also the results here like the final results and again you could go to keepingcarlson.com slash draft and clear make a copy clear all the picks and then you could do it yourself and there's a readme to explain how it works this was so fun this was wild elon you're gonna have to like do you have any does anybody else want to come on and share a parting thought norm i'm actually i'm curious to hear from you any regrets from your last two picks being goalies uh not at all though uh i will say that kind of coming into this i thought like Maybe I'll just go so hard on goalies as a reverse, and like my first two picks, I'll take like uh, Hellebuck and Vasilevsky, and basically lock down the the first uh, the top in all three stats. But um, no, once uh, you know things started going, I'm not upset with uh, how how they how they ended up. Just for fun. Uh, so that's really interesting. Thank you, Norm, for your insight and for being like sort of the guy who who pushes and tests just to see exactly what will and won't work. Dina, I'm curious to hear from you. You've done two of these now. I just popped in PK Subban to your team and that actually it kept you in the same standings position, but it got you one extra roto point. So PK Subban ended up being a better pick for you than Shea Theodore. So good on you for knowing uh, more than the rest of us. But how do you feel having now been through this twice? What have you learned? What would you do differently next time? Uh, well, I'll next time I'll know that the ranking is in uh, descending order. <laughs> so that will help. Um, and otherwise, I don't know. I'm going to have to do some deep thinking. It's too, you're putting me on the spot right now, but I, I haven't done all my uh, post-game analysis yet. I okay. think that we're in trouble at some point. Like Dina is a stats person professionally. I know for sure that she made us do this like uh, stretching exercises for 30 minutes starting at around five o'clock. And I feel like, uh, you know, then she worked on her spreadsheets after. So I blame these like really challenging stretching exercises that I was ter- <laughs> Dina crushed me in the stretching exercises. But then um, I made up for it here because I did my oh, spreadsheet last night. That should have been a roto category. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's talk. Uh, Prince, are you? If you're, st- I think you're still on the call. Um, yeah, I'm not going to mention there. your standings position, but what, where do you think? Where do you think things went wrong for you? To be honest, I'm not really sure because <laughs> I because I'm not really much of a roto player. Uh, 
but that's something I may have to do some more research on uh, the next time. You know, I feel like you got Bergeron Stamkos right in the middle of the draft, which I thought was awesome. I think picking John Gibson, let's see. You <laughs> yeah. ended up to Yeah, I had like, a feeling. <laughs> yeah, you so you picked him in the fourth <laughs> round and you still ended up like in the bottom half or third of all goaltending categories. Yeah, I had a feeling that if I went with Laner, I think he was one of the picks that Gibson was out. I would have picked Laner. Maybe that would have made a difference. I'm not really sure. Um, I, you know, I want to, should I keep going through? Does everyone want to give one, one quick take Ryan? I am also curious, Ryan and Matthew, I guess you guys were also in the needs improvement categories. Do, do you guys have any uh, thoughts on what you could have done differently? I was, I was texting Matt <laughs> as <laughs> Dina was talking about how she had completely looked at the rankings wrong. I was like, I've been reading these 100% off. And I've played Rota before, and I feel like an idiot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, awful. awful I mean, stuff. okay, let's be reasonable here. Like these are all like these are all people who are patrons of a fantasy hockey podcast and are still around when there's no hockey season happening. So it was very stiff competition here. So you definitely shouldn't feel like an idiot, Ryan. You're oh no, I mean, I mean, I I uh, I, I just um, I was looking at my numbers. I'm like. How am I first in blocks? There's no way. And oh, then, wow. uh, it, you know, I made a couple like moves, and then I'm like, there's just, it's impossible. And then I realized. And then as I'm texting, right, as I'm texting Matt, Dina's like, I've been reading these wrong. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I've been doing. Um, so at least there's some commiseration with the cosmonaut, Dina. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Ryan, for being so so gracious. And like I, I hear like it is Elon, maybe this is a UI tweak you can make somehow. Like I mean it says a, yeah. The it's number one points. be reddest and the number eleven be greenest or Ooh. whatever. Oh. I could do some conditional I mean, formatting. There you go. Yeah, no, but, I mean, Matthew, did you read it wrong too, or do you have a, or did you actually oh, no, just blow no. it? Uh I blew it and read it wrong. <laughs> but, um <laughs> I just want to uh, say to everybody, uh, last time we did this and tonight, Sidney Crosby was not picked. Oh. Yeah. I looked I looked at him hard over the last um, probably four rounds. How but often he just is that going to happen? But, well, I mean, it makes sense. He missed he missed time, right? So, like, this is a based yeah. on total points. If right. we do this, again, like, the spreadsheet, I have stats from, I think, 15, 16 up till this season. So, if you do it for last season, if you do it for 2018, 19, Crosby would probably be picked in the first round. But Anze Kopitar with 62 points was probably the highest scoring player not drafted. Oh, the guys around Tavares that I hinted at a couple times... Uh, other 26 goal scorers, Pajot, Brock Nelson, Killorn, and Adam Henrique. So mm. a very funny club of 26 goal scorers. But you're right, Matthew. And you know who else wasn't picked? Uh, our our best friend, Eric Carlson, left yep. on the yeah. board. But again... I looked at him hard at yeah, the end. He, he missed some time. So like that's the that's the fun of this format. You get You end up looking at guys you'd never look at, and you end up avoiding guys who would be automatic because you already know what they've missed and what they've done um, I throw some names out of people who are surprising that they weren't taken and again i guess it's they're going to mainly be centers and mm-hmm. there's only 20 or whatever it is there's 11 of us right it t- there's only 33 centers drafted and that left some really big names off the board like bo horvat 
who had a great season. Uh, Jamie Benn is a center for this, and he wasn't taking Couturier. Uh, so Jonathan Taves, who really came on strong at the end, but had a rough start. So Nylander, right? He's a center uh, here, and he was like 66 points, wasn't Dina he? Yeah, Dina grabbed oh, Nylander. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Nylander, by the way, is another person who started the season not so well and had a really strong finish. So uh, sneak peek of, I think in two days, Ben and I are going to be doing a short shifts episode talking about some of these players who had very different beginnings and endings of their season. So uh, lots to come on Keeping Carlson. Brian, you mind if I just wind down here for a bit? Um, yeah, I just want to open the floor to anybody who hasn't gotten to offer some post-draft analysis but would still like to. I know Victor's gone, Dave's gone. Uh, oh, and Michael. Yeah, I'm going to say something for sure. <laughs> um, we're, saving, we're saving you for last. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, it, it, we all pay you, Elon, so you better have won. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Brian didn't win the last one that you guys did, but Ben won, and he's he's on the payroll, so I guess it all worked out. Okay, yeah. so so there, so Michael's out on that five one four. Dave, you got some? I saw you pop up there. You got anything to add? Only that I I wish I had some sort of warp calculation. Taking two centers, first and second round, didn't do me any favors. But uh, also wanted to say thank you so much for organizing. It was a lot of fun. Okay, so yeah. This was a blast. If you Again, like I said, I, I've said the links a bunch of times. Check the show notes. It's going to give you all the links that you need. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Like I said, we still have lots of Keeping Carlson coming to you for the next foreseeable future, right? We're not going to stop. We have lots of ideas. We even have some ideas of some interview podcasts we're going to try to put together, assuming people are going to be willing to talk to us. I think people have some more free time than usual nowadays. Uh, obviously, we want everyone to be safe, uh, stay home, do, uh, do what you need to do. I hear that uh, binging all the old Keeping Carlson episodes is actually a really fun way to pass the time while you're scrubbing your counters or whatever you need to do. So uh, consider that. But yeah, again, Thanks for listening. Everyone, if you like the show or you want to give us any feedback, tweet at us at Keeping Carlson. Uh, if you want to become a patron and get in on all this nonsense that we participate in right now and also get in on the Facebook group and, and the patron cast, which again, we had a really all-timer patron cast last week that I think is pretty evergreen. So you can listen to it anytime and, and enjoy. So keepingcarlson.com slash patron, just a dollar will get you everything. Uh, you know, you could even sign up and, and then cancel it, right? If, if you change your mind. So consider it uh but with that brian how about we cue the outro music and uh why don't you go ahead and read us the credits all right this episode of the keeping carlson fantasy hockey podcast was presented by top hockey and powered by our patrons and also featured several of our patrons carlson.com slash patron logo art by brandon weeb outro music by pat roach research with help from natural stat trick and dauber hockey and frozen pool and hockey reference and that's it. Great job, as always, Brian. Thanks again to everyone who joined for the draft. You were all fantastic and really funny. And looking forward to talking to Ben in a couple of days for a short just episode. And Brian, I'll talk to you in a week. We'll do this all over again. Well, something else. Something similar. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we'll do this all over again. But we hope you all enjoyed. Until next time, keep on keeping Carl Sons.